ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 109 of the Whatever You Show. Um, there's a lot of cool shit to talk about this week. There is every week, but uh, this week is no exception. Um, I, I'm just fumbling this intro. You got anything? Uh, I like all I want to say tonight is that if uh, if you guys are hardcore diehard fans, um, you definitely want to keep listening because uh, this is actually the first of two shows we're recording tonight. Um, the second of which we are recording a podcast about the show that nobody asked for. That's right. So, um, the podcast that nobody asked for about a show that nobody really asked for. We're, we've decided to, uh, you know, we really found our niche, I think, is the thing. Like, we're, 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 uh, we're going to record a podcast uh, discussing a, a small uh, show uh, called uh, Star Trek. Um, I don't know if you've heard of it, um, but it's, it's uh, Deep Space Nine, which, you know... Uh, Deep Space Nine, very very tiny little you know indie production type of thing. Uh, definitely nobody has ever made a Star Trek podcast before, um, right? So I think we're going to be the first. This one's so un- this one's unique. That's exciting. Though. This one's unique because you know um, you guys if, if you're familiar with what it's like in metropolitan uh, areas, uh, sometimes there are, are are plots of land that are literally just parking lots that you pay to park in and then you can yeah, walk around. And that's stuff. true. Um, this is essentially what Deep Space Nine is in the Star Trek universe. It's a parking lot. That is a hell of a take. I'm in a. You know what? You're just. I and now I just want to go home and watch it. Is the thing. Right. Yeah, <laughs> that's the best sell. That's the best sell for the show. I think uh, that's ever been. Probably that's how. They, that's probably how they pitched it to the network. The space parking lot. The movie. Yeah. Uh, the show. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. No, anyway. Um, so this is the deal with that. Um, I have actually been pressuring Eddie for a long time to watch it because I found out pretty recently that he actually never had watched it. Like he'd seen no. episode here and there i've seen um, emissary parts one and two probably about nah, six times at this point but uh um but then i was like the other day i was like no you know what we're gonna do a show about this so you have to watch it and he was like well i just watched it a couple months ago i'm like no you have to watch it again and actually like pay attention to things i definitely didn't fall asleep last night while i tried to watch it um it, it, this section i didn't even really dig on the show I, I was just very tired no and that's okay too because i actually spent uh, a good portion of the day actually putting together a, a, a pretty pretty good um yeah all right so I, I think that's it, enough so. meta about the show. Yeah. In the show, we're going to make that's different, not this show. Um, so anyway, in this show, we got a lot of stuff to talk about that's not Star Trek. Um, although I think there might be some Star Trek in there. I don't remember. Anyway, uh, we do definitely have um, some Star Wars news. Uh, we got uh, John Favreau uh, producing a new Star Wars series. We're going to talk about that. We've got a tiny tidbit of Black Panther news that probably falls into the category of, uh, well, duh. Um, and man, the miscellaneous section is actually kind of fire this week. Uh, we got, you know, Fred Durst. I know what you're thinking. Not enough Fred Durst in my life. Come on, y'all. That's about to change, baby. Um, that's about to change uh, in the funniest way. Um, good omens. I don't know how big a fan Matt is of Neil Gaiman, but I consider myself a pretty, yeah, pretty good fan. I'm a fan. Yeah. Um, so we got some. I'm ne- more familiar with a lot some, of his comic book work. Yeah, we but. got some uh, a new uh, news about Amazon's adaptation of Good Omens, which is kind of a neat story. Um, we got some news about uh, the BBC's adaptation of The Golden Compass. If you're a fan of uh, Philip Pullman um, and his Dark Materials uh, trilogy, which was of course pretty Guys, good. Don't run away when we say Golden Compass because you saw the movie that came out a few yeah, years back. Yeah, this is not that. Uh, at least, hope. presumably, we, we've <laughs> got our fingers crossed. And we're going to talk about uh, Dune and, and the film franchise yet to be. Um, and, you know, I'm sure we'll throw some odds and sods and tidbits in there, uh, around there. You know, what do you think? Maybe? Yeah. I'm, I'm actually going to derail the show right off right the bat. Right off the bat? Okay, yeah, so. let's, uh, let's uh, I guess, buckle up because we're going off the rails right to begin with. <laughs>
uh, uh, take take her away. All right, man. So this is this is weird for me because I don't generally talk about uh, me mm-hmm. uh, when we when we do the show. But I was like, man, this is kind of a a, a, a bizarre thing that happened to me yesterday, um, and it. I, I had a really weird time processing everything yesterday because it kind of it, it it came as a shock. So I figured I'd I'd, I'd just blab everything tonight. Um, so I guess I'll take you back about nine years or so, uh, to okay. a time when the wife and I weren't together. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, this this takes place like literally within weeks of when we we got together for the final time. Um. The home stretch, as it were. Yeah, because we were kind of on again, off again, and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but during that period of time, like, uh, I, I met this other girl, um, and we kind of had a thing for a while. And then, like, that was kind of short-lived uh, because it was right about that time that, that, that Casey and I decided, you know what? We just need to stop screwing around and just do this mm-hmm. for real, right? Um, which is cool. Um, and then I found out within a few weeks of that that uh, said other girl was uh, now pregnant. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for reasons that I'm not going to go into, um, decisions were made and I have not been part of this kid's life ever. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been contact sporadically here and there with me and the mom, um, over the last, you know, years and whatnot. And then nothing as of, uh, at least a year and a half ago when it was, which was, uh, I, I had sent a text, um, which I don't even know if I had the right number anymore. So she may not have even gotten it. Um, but never heard anything back. And then Casey, uh, for whatever reason was just like, you know, um, well, not for whatever reason. I know the reasons. Uh, Casey was just like, I really feel like even if like you're not going to get to be this kid's dad, like she's got sisters mm-hmm. that really want to, want to know her and, and if she knew about this, that she would probably want to know the sisters too and whatnot. So then she reached out to this girl via Facebook or whatever, and we didn't get a response either. Um, until yesterday. Uh, yesterday, um, said girl's, uh, wife, presumably, I guess, um, and, and her reached out back to Casey and whatnot and, and started, uh, a dialogue and, uh, positive dialogue for the most part. And, uh, sent pictures of the kid and, and have her record a little video that, you know, I got to see when I got home and that Natalie got to see and whatnot. And, wow. uh, Casey recorded a video of Natalie talking to her and, and we're now talking about, you know, over spring break, uh, setting up a uh, time to get together and actually like have the girls meet her and, and me and whatnot. Wow. And, rad. Uh, yeah. Uh, so yesterday, uh, began as, as a normal day and like ended with, uh, with me now like potentially uh getting to meet a daughter that i've i've never known uh zoe so that that sounds amazing actually that's really cool yeah um i'm i'm pretty excited i'm nervous uh you know and i when i got home after i saw the the message thread uh between uh casey and 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 the the other two gals i I immediately reached out uh, to Zoe's mom on my own and was just like, you know, thank you. And, and we re we talked back and forth for a little while and, and really like the gist of it is we decided, you know, uh, we, we, we made decisions that, that may not have been the best decisions um, me specifically and uh, decided that, instead of focusing on that, like let's, let's just do what we can to like move forward and, 
and whatnot. And of course I made my intentions clear that like, I'm not trying to disrupt their, uh, familiar yeah, it's like he's shooting for a like, custody battle or something no like that. no that's not the that's not the intent at all like the intent uh for me is uh primarily the girls I'm, i mean no and don't take that the wrong way it's super important to me to get to know her as well but like for me the girls getting to know each other um is is paramount and then whatever level of involvement uh zoe and her mom feel is appropriate you know for me like i'm 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 totally up for so uh, wow! Awesome. Yeah, I'm pretty pretty excited. So that's that's me. That's that's the uh, the big news this week, which is pretty big news actually. Yeah, in the grand scheme of things, that is pretty big news. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. well, this kid's eight. Just had a birthday last month. So I'm. Um, you know that's cool though. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you've you've got some eight. You've had some eight year olds. So I have had a couple eight year olds um in the past. I've, I'm I'm fixing to have another one in about two and a half years. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Uh, well, man, congratulations. I, I I you know uh I I had a really good sandwich the other day. Yeah. So that's new yeah. in my world. You Roast know. beef. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. No, I, I even made up the sandwich. I got nothing. I got nothing. I mean, anyway. Um, so yeah, that's cool. Um, I, you know, good luck and I hope everything goes well. And I'm glad that, you know, all parties are approaching it like mature adults because that often is rare in these types of circumstances. So yeah, I mean, I think that's what was one of the most overwhelming things to me was, was just the fact that like we were discussing things like rational adults and there was nobody pointing fingers or. Yeah. That's you know, pointing blame really cool. Like that. So. Uh, it was pretty refreshing. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm super stoked. So, all right, cool. Uh, I, I, I got no way to segue. Got this. No, no, no segues. I got no, segues? no segue. Um, uh, cause, cause we, we, next is usually the part where we bitch about something political. Uh, well actually let's not bitch about something political. Let's talk a little bit of tech. Okay. Do it very recently. Cause I mentioned the other day I'm on board, um, digital video formats, right? There's a ton out there. Oh, yeah. MP4 is pretty much like the universal, like, you can stick this in any modern piece of, of video display equipment and, it, and it'll play for the most yeah, part. Yeah, just about. Um, but then it's really horrible, uh, when, when you, anytime you want to do anything just a little bit more than watch a, a video file, right? So, um, if you're like me, you buy a Blu-ray, but you don't like to have to get up and walk across the room and put it in a machine and whatnot. So what I do when I buy a like Blu-ray. An is I throw it in my PC as soon as I get it and I rip it into a digital, uh, format and then I throw it in my, uh, Plex library and I, I just, I have access to it from any machine in the house at that point. Um, and I'm recently starting to really focus on, on how I can encode things the best. Uh, and for me, I've decided that it's, uh, it's H265, uh, okay. 10 bit. Uh, and then, and then the container that it, that goes in is, is called a, an MKV or, uh, what's the, uh, in, the Russian, the Mitrovska, <laughs> the Mitrovska, yeah, Mitrovska, Mitrovska is great video, Mitrovska, sorry, Mitrovska. I yeah. added an extra Vita. I, I Russianed it up a little bit more than it needed to be. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I was looking at the, the, uh, comparison here. I, I, I just Googled it cause I'm both 
cursorily aware of what MP4 and MKV are, mm-hmm. um, but wasn't really sure. You they're know, both like, containers. Yeah, they're both container formats, which means that they hold different video and audio files and kind of aggregate them for your player. Um, there's a few key differences. Number one, uh, videos, video formats supported, like you can put pretty much anything in an MKV, like you yes. can encode, in, like Matt mentioned, he encodes an H.265. There's many, many, many other encoders, including like Og Theora. Um, there's MPEG, uh, MPEG uh, two, two, of course, um, you know, just tons and tons of different ways you can encode video. Same thing for audio. Audio is just as ridiculous when it comes to how many different ways you can encode AAC, it. AC, AC3. Yeah, um, you know, fairly common. It, you lost Those are the two most types common. of things. Vorbis, uh, MPEG2, MP, MPEG3 even, um, uh, or MP3 is, you know, what the kids call them these days. The I think. kids. Uh, yeah. The street slang. Uh-huh. Um, for me, uh, so for me, subtitles are kind of a big deal. Yeah. Okay. This this makes sense. Uh, blah blah blah. Supported by most players. MKV supports H two sixty four slash AVC, which is needed for efficient HD content playback. Um, that makes M- MKV the preferred format for HD videos and Blu ray rips. Yes. Um, more system resources when editing MP four. Um, size of the files can be quite large on M- on the MKV size. Uh, do the support for its additional features. Yeah, that's where that's where doing the H.265 10-bit comes in handy because I can actually, um, for a long time, like a standard Blu-ray rip, um, if you were going to compress it at all, was between 4 and 5 gigs. That was pretty standard. Um, yeah, so hey, I meant to ask you, what was the total file size on that movie that you might have ripped, um, depending on whether or not that licensing is hypothetically legal? Sure. Uh, mm. uh, 2.02 gigs. Really? That yeah. was two two gigs. Yeah, I think that one was two. That's pretty tight, because um, like from a sample, I would I would be hard pressed to tell that uh, different. You know, was it full ten eighty? Yeah, yeah. That that be I'd be pretty hard pressed to really probably pick it out um, between you know the gigantic you know uh, thirteen fourteen you know. Yeah, and I actually rips. had the quality settings on my on my ripper set at at standard, nice. not even high quality. So uh, I was pretty impressed with how that came out. The um the like I said before uh. To me, the subtitles are super important um, because a lot of the time when you when you rip a movie from a Blu-ray into a digital format, if the subtitles are in a different file on the disc, because on on um, uh, say like a Star Wars movie where yeah. you have um, different alien languages and the and the subtitles, those subtitles a lot of the time are not. Uh, hard coded into the movie anymore like they're they're a separate file yeah um when when you're actually using uh when you're using an mkv format especially like the uh the uh hevc 10 bit it it allows you to actually take those files and read them and then it and then you can remux it and so you can you can have selectable subtitles or depending on how the subtitles is put in there you can actually have it burned into the video file um, so, um, if it's, if it's something where there's a lot of foreign language being spoken and, and you don't want to have to switch back and forth between subtitles off and whichever subtitle track happens to contain your, uh, translated version of that, you can just burn it into the, into the film and don't have to worry about doing that. Um, and MP4, you can't do that. You literally have to have what's called an SRT file in most cases in the same folder yeah. as your, as your video. And then it just, your player pulls from that folder and, and pulls the SRT file in when you decide to turn the, the subs on. 
Yeah. So I think that's another reason why MKV is more popular because um, definitely, especially in the international community where a lot of, you know, hypothetical ripping and sharing of digital media files happens right. um, hypothetically uh, there, you know, is a need or a demand for subs. So um, there's, there's usually some subs, you know, if I were, if I were maybe to go find, you know, a, a, a file like that, that I could download on the internet somewhere, I would expect to see subs uh, for most, most stuff. Right. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. So that was just my little uh, tech talk of the week and and an, another bit of stuff I've been working on just yeah. in my spare time. Neat. Which Neat. I have some of occasionally. Yeah, I haven't really done anything this week except for maybe watch a little bit of Jessica Jones and uh, I think I started Deep Space Nine and that's that's pretty much my week. I, yeah, I think actually, um, I mean, aside from the uh, now larger family <laughs> yeah um i also did those things as well oh oh uh i know what took over my team time this week i did read seven of us oh, no. no um it's a book by neil stevenson and i read seven of us i think i might have said i was reading that on the last podcast but i finished it it's super good cool yeah I'm, i will have to check it out i have a couple books on my on my to-do list these days nice uh, in fact i actually got uh on kindle i got the king killer uh books nice so. nice uh let me know what you think about it uh it, it uh the the main complaint people have about it is that it's slow and to them i would say read harder because there's a lot in there yeah yeah uh um, and rice books are that way like a lot of people say Anne rice reads really slow but uh um, i actually liked Anne rice's books for the most part yeah I, I don't think i've read every single thing she's done uh, but definitely the vampire chronicle books uh i don't is that what they call the 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 they series, used to be yeah. the vampire chronicles or whatever so i read i read everything from interview through memnock and then after that she started doing one-offs about some of the different vampires and i i didn't catch all of those i think i have vittorio the vampire that i, I oh, haven't gotcha. read but yeah, I think I stopped around probably, what was the one after, uh, it's Interview, Lestat, and then... Uh, interview, The Vampire Lestat, Queen of the Damned, and then Tale of the Body Thief. Yeah, I don't remember, if I, I don't think I read Tale of the Body Thief. Tale of the Body Thief's a trip. Okay, uh, I'll check it out. Yeah. All right, so, all right, should, should we do the political thing now? We can. Okay, cool. So uh, this is a pretty great article. I think Matt stuck this in the show notes. Um, and it is talking about all the great people uh, that Donald Trump has had the pl- privilege of briefly working with. Um, because Donald Trump, you know, only really hires the best people. That's the only type of people he'll hire. Um, he's he's the best very, people, okay. Tremendous, tremendous, tremendous people. people. Tremendous. Um, he's very specific about only hiring the best people. Um, except for they don't. All these best people um, are pretty quick to get the fuck out because, uh, as it turns out, uh, just a year into Donald Trump's presidency, he's already eclipsed the total turnover for uh, uh, several other presidents. The last five. The last five, for sure. Um, Yeah. So... Uh, yeah, at, at 43% uh, of his staff turning over. And yeah. the other thing that's interesting about this, too, I was just listening to another podcast that was talking about this. A lot of these positions just aren't getting filled. It's not like uh, he's upgrading staff pretty consistently. It's like they're just not filling a lot of positions. And when right. they finally do, it's some moron that, uh, you know, like uh, we were talking the last week or the week before about um, Trump wanting to appoint his uh, personal pilot to the head, the FAA. FAA? Too many A's, I think. Um Anyway, uh, and, you know, obviously that's probably not a great decision, um, right. but neither was like giving Betsy DeVos, uh, uh, you know, education secretary or many of the other appointments he's made. So not super surprising, but what is surprising to me is like how absolutely gutted our State Department is and how many um, 
you know, say embassies just don't have ambassadors, uh, how many foreign governments we do not have ambassadorships to, uh, that, that's just, you know, for one, but it seems like we, he's just not hiring people in general. So it's not super surprising. The other thing that's not super surprising is, you know, if I'm working for Trump ben right Carson now, Carson has a new dining set though. That's cool. Uh, I'm really glad for him. Uh, yeah. not really. He's a douche too, but I mean, he's, he's totally, uh, totally in charge of, of low income, uh, housing and stuff like that these days, but he just mm-hmm. spent like, Thirty fucking thousand dollars on a new dining set for his office. So that's, I mean, that's. Well, he can relate to the people, is what you're saying. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think absolutely. he's he's he's. It's a very important cause to him because he's so rela- he relates to the people with which uh, his his uh, department affects. I think that's what you're getting at. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, yeah. So I I, I saw this and I was thinking uh, that somebody had a pretty good take on it, which was uh, along the lines of, so let's just say you're working in the Trump White House and you're going to work every day and you're thinking, man, I should just kill myself because this is terrible. And even though I'm probably a terrible person for even coming to work here to begin with, this is terrible. Even, you know, I, I just feel bad about myself because like every day it's a new thing to feel bad about. Um, and, and you know, what's coming here just down the pipeline is I'm probably going to have to like hire a bunch of lawyers and testify and get subpoenaed and shit because you know, there's some stuff coming. Yeah. Um, Mueller's, you know, starting to zero in, you know, th- this baseless witch hunt, which has produced already guilty verdicts, uh, uh, among several people, uh, uh, directly involved in the Trump campaign. Um, you know, baseless uh, again, but you know, those people are definitely guilty. Uh, some, how those things are congruent in people's minds. Uh, yeah. So anyway, if I, if I'm working in the white house right now and I'm thinking, uh, you know, I, I can come, keep coming to this, uh, job in which my boss treats me like a complete, uh, uh, just horrible shit stain on humanity, which is only, you know, kind of true. And then I'm going to have to pay for all the lawyers to, to handle all the subpoenas and I'm going to have to testify and probably lie some more and then just further, you know, hate myself on the inside because of what a bad person I am. Right. right. Um, or I could just quit and, you know, write a book or some shit. Right. Um, you, um, you know what else really bothers decision. me? What's that? It really bothers me when I cheat on my wife with a porn star, my pregnant wife. God, every time, you know, and I then, just... and then I pay said porn star to just keep her fucking mouth shut and then, then she turns around and sues me. Yeah, I cannot it's a, it's stand a real, it. It's a real problem uh, that you know. See, that's that's why you know that's why in 2020 I'm casting my vote for Trump because he's got he's got the same issues we do, folks. He's got yeah. the same issues we do. These are these are issues every American faces, guys. Yeah, every day, every day. It's like you know, I, I, you cheat with one porn star uh, uh, that that is is getting all mouthy about it. You can't even just pay somebody to shut the fuck up for. <laughs> it, I mean, this is America. This is America. How come it, it's 2018 in America and I can't even pay a porn and star what to be I quiet? Mean, by the extramarital affair I'm having. What I mean by pay them off is I mean I have somebody else siphon off campaign funds to pay them off. I don't actually do it myself. No, not with your money. I mean, right. why would you? I mean, you're not a sucker. Right. Uh, you're not going to use your nor, money for nor that. Nor do I even know about it. Uh, definitely not. Um, definitely not. <laughs> uh, it, it's definitely, you know, like... It, it's not like a prostitution thing or anything at this point. Right. Definitely not. Yeah, no, um, absolutely. So can't have that. No, this is America. Again, we don't, we don't allow prostitution in America. Um, this, this is not that at all. This is just signing a little NDA for a hundred thousand or so dollars, you know, no big deal. Maybe 130,000. Yeah, yeah it might like be that. something like that. Um, 
you know, I both am dreading and also gleefully looking forward to them talking. About, uh, you know, I, I was reading this thing where they're going to talk about his down there parts. Uh, uh, Stormy, Stormy Daniels, of course, is going to, you know, do. Uh, I'm, I'm sure at some point this is going to turn into a book deal and like a lifetime movie and shit like that. And they're going to talk about his down there parts. It'll be the first time you've ever seen an inflatable penis in a, in a lifetime <laughs> original. I'm just, it's going to be, I, it's going to be something. I'm just saying, like, I, I guess, I guess I'll be, you know, like, it, it'll be something if it turns out he, she's like, oh, yeah, he, He's really packing. Uh, uh, I, I had I didn't have to stretch for weeks afterwards. Uh, right. You know, I, I don't think that's going to be the thing. Though. No, I don't. No, probably I don't not. Think so there's just he's too narcissistic and too insecure in his narcissism uh, that, that, that I don't think that. Yeah, it, it's got to be at least a little bit related. Yeah, I, I would I would suspect it's probably um, a lot of that. Not yeah, just a little bit. So yeah, d- definitely. Um, dick measuring is the little level of political discourse both at the whatever show and in the nation right now. Yeah. Um, I got a couple, a couple other, uh, just political opinions I'd like to throw out there. Um, one, this is always fun. Let's do it. Uh, one is, is, is kind of, um, well, I guess it's just really one. So guys, I've seen things floating around on Facebook over the last week about how legally Obama can run as VP on somebody else's ticket. And there's been a lot of, a lot of things where like it's Biden and Obama reverse here's the thing we don't want biden to run for president uh there's too many too many things that are that he's got going against him uh not the least of which he really likes smelling and touching little girls faces when he takes pictures of them that's 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 (laughs) a different story altogether um (laughs) that got nothing but okay but uh the other thing is is the reason that the dnc didn't back him for a presidential bid after obama was because they didn't feel that he was a strong enough candidate to be trump um now, granted, we've had a year of Trump at this point, so maybe, maybe you don't need as it, strong of a candidate to be yeah, him. So I'll just, uh, I'm going to cut this one off a little bit. That's not going to fucking happen. None uh, of this is going to happen. There's no, there's no Biden ticket. There's no, certainly no ticket where no. Obama's a vice president. And, and here's like, the other, no, here's just the piece no. of it. Here's the other piece of it. If you're hoping that this can happen only for Biden to somehow become incapable of serving and then Obama gets to be president again. Technically, yes, that's legal because the 22nd amendment only says that he's ineligible to run for president. Did that, but that's not, another time. But again, this isn't how America works. It's not. And the other piece of it is that Congress actually has the ability to remove him from the order of succession anyway. So this is not going to get anybody where we want. Yeah. So just don't do it. Don't but don't even look, don't even put effort into it. Look, I know, I know. It's like a <laughs> it's like a breakup, and it's not entirely amicable. And you want you want you want him to come back. You you just you realize he was the best thing that ever happened to you, and he and he's treated you very well. Uh, maybe not the best thing that's ever happened to anybody ever, but he's treated you very well. And you look fondly back on those times and realize that yeah, the problems we thought we had they they weren't as bad as we thought they were. Please please just come back, guys. That never works. That doesn't work. Um, you, you know, it's it not going to happen. It just makes here. it seem desperate. It's it's not going to happen. Guys here. don't want that. I'm just I'm just telling you right now. I'm just telling you right now. One thing the DNC I think will not repeat in any way, shape, or form is they're not going to run another candidate like like and uh, they're not going to run uh somebody like that. They're not going to run an establishment candidate with a uh, very high profile. They're not going to run uh, um somebody like Obama in any fashion. I in fact, it. it wouldn't even surprise me if <clears> they <throat> they um they don't look for like an Obama endorsement on whoever the next uh, i got i got three words for you what's up joe kennedy three i 
I got nothing. My, my, uh, who I'm thinking we're, we're going to be seeing primaries for is probably somebody like, uh, Corey Brooker and Kamala Harris. And, uh, who's the other one I always think of then I forget. Can't fucking remember, but there's one other candidate I think that's very likely we'll see a presidential bid from in, uh, 2020. Joe um, Kennedy. Maybe Joe Kennedy. Joe Kennedy. Uh, but I'm just telling you. I called you, it, like, I called it when Obama was a junior senator in Illinois. You know, see, the thing is, though, is that, like, we've and had... I'm calling it now. What's weird about the last, uh, uh, now, now, um, 10 years or so in the presidency is that there's been a very violent pendulum swing. Like, we went from GW, who's conservative and uh, a very, very incredibly different candidate from a black Barack Obama. Uh, and then we go to, uh, the black Barack Obama's polar opposite in Donald Trump, uh, in that, you know, everything that's an exemplary it, about Brock is basically the opposite in Trump. Uh, and it's, it's so a grass is always greener mentality. So that's another thing. I, I think it's very possible that we're going to see another pendulum swing pretty heavy in 2020, especially because like Americans got some fucking correcting to do. Guys, we, we ain't getting eight years of Trump. Yeah. I mean, no. it, it's not going to happen. I, I don't see how it could because um, already it's really um, hard to be a sitting president from a federal penitentiary. Yeah, I, I wish that were the world we're going to live in, but I don't think we'll ever see him go to no, jail. I know. But, uh, I think already seeing how some of the recent elections have gone, there's going to be a very big blue uptick, and it's very likely that in 2018 uh, we retake the House or the Senate, which makes impeachment you know something that could actually be put on the table. Bernie's Bernie's out there right now, and and he's he's hitting red states pretty Bernie, hard. Bernie, he's and, not going to run. Same thing. I don't think Bernie's going to run again, but Bernie's still a very big voice in the democratic party whether yeah. they like it or not which is another stupid thing like hey democrats get your shit together bernie's probably one of your like few magnet people you have right now uh stop trying to treat him like the weird redheaded stepchild um just embrace it because um, obviously he's he's got a message that speaks to people i'm so. telling you i'm telling you here's here's why joe kennedy i think is is probably a lock for for a, a nomination for 2020 and that is he very much mirrors a lot of bernie's thoughts he's a little less bombastic about it uh, he's he's actually really well spoken. And another thing that I think he has that's going for him that's a really huge benefit is going to be uh, a stronger millennial support because he is, in fact, only 38 years old at this time. See, but that's the other thing. Like, I'm not so sure. Like, I, I believe it's possible, but I'm not so sure that even Amer- like because I'm talking about that pendulum swing. And I don't necessarily even think that we, we get a nominated Kennedy. Like, I'm not sure how much. Um, you He's know, a so Kennedy, I, man. He's a Kennedy. That well, that's what I'm saying too. But the, on the other hand, uh, it, it's America, and when it comes down to it, people make decisions for stupid reasons. So, uh, you know, we'll see. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's the Trump news of this week. Um, well, you know, and and don't get me wrong, I'm not even saying I necessarily want Joe Kennedy. I'm not opposed to joe kennedy i just i really have that feeling like every time i watch him talk about something that he's got a big future there's, ahead of there's actually so many candidates i could get behind and support right now um especially in comparison to what the gop has offered us uh both in this last election cycle and of course is their current sitting president um that they are whose actions they seemingly maintain and are behind um is so basically uh, my 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 prime uh, uh, material for a candidate is uh, is basically somebody who's both competent, not entirely crooked, and uh, is not going to embarrass us both uh, domestically and internationally. Yeah, Republicans. Uh, here's the deal: if the Republican convention backs Trump as the incumbent president at the end of his term, if he's still there, uh, everything you ever said about the DNC is hypocrisy. Well, I mean, there's first off, it's not like they care. Um, the, the, every day is hypocrisy. For I know, them, but I know. But um, 
I, and that's another thing. I don't think they won't. There's no way they're not going to back the incumbent president. Um, there, some shit will have, have to have gone down. And don't get me wrong. Uh, that's very possible, but there's going to have to be. And, and the only way I could see it happening is really that, uh, um, there's a big swing in 2018. And now the Republicans have to kind of fight to distance themselves from Trump, in which case we're going to get some 1984-esque levels of, oh, we've always hated Trump sort of thing, uh, oh, going God. on. Yeah. Yeah. We're just um, doing our duty for the party. Oh, yeah. Wait. We, we got party country first, you know, uh, some bullshit like that. That's going to come out a lot. Doing his duty for the party, I think, is what Trump was doing with that porn star. Um, um, yeah, I think you're right. And I think on that note, um, let's grab a refill and then we'll talk uh, a little nerdy. bit of John Favreau. Yeah, John Favre, Johnny Favs is I like call him. OK, I'm going to do that thing where I derail the show. I, cool. I, I wanted to mention this on the show because it's kind of funny. I got hacked. I got hacked. Oh yeah, and you not did even tell like me. the. You I sent an embarrassing text message, this. and I had to be like, "Oh, it wasn't me. My friend picked up my phone, or uh, you know, I left myself logged in on Facebook." Blah blah blah. No, I got I got hacked. Um, I got a message from uh, Blizzard, of course, that my um, email address had been changed, and to confirm that change, just answer it on the other email. Which, by the way, Blizzard is a fucking stupid policy. Yeah, that doesn't work. Uh, I, I, like I get it, because on the one hand, one of the reasons you might change your email address is because you no longer have access to that account. On the other hand, it's like, well, you know, maybe there should be like a, uh, if you didn't want to change this, click, like, click here. They don't thing. have that anymore? They used to. No, the email just, it literally said to me, like, your email's been updated. Uh, thanks. If you don't like that, um, then just, you know, go over there and, and change it back or whatever. And it's like, well, you know, that's not how this works. Uh, you bunch of, bunch of dipshits. Like, uh, they, they've, they've taken the account now and I can't go to the other account to which I never have had access and change it there. So like they, it, I think in an ideal world, what it would do is send an email in both places and you could, uh, you know, confirm, uh, in the one that it was your new email address, but you could also deny that confirmation in the old email address. Right. Because that would seem like it would be a, like an open and shut no brainer way yeah, to prevent you, this. They used to have that. I, that is, it amazes yeah, me I that they don't. The, the only thing they had was like, message support or you know like if this change was an error please contact support and of course i contact support and there's not like an easy obvious like uh i've my account's obviously been stolen sort of option so uh, it took me i don't know it took me not that long honestly it was only a couple minutes to figure out what i did but i actually just followed their like i'm locked out of my account sort of thing and i was like yeah dude uh somebody took my account and they to blizzard's credit they restored my account i think within about uh 20 ish hours yeah, um, they're pretty quick. And, and he was like, "Oh, and by the way, you might want to check out Authenticator." And you know, um, uh, which like, which is yeah, the same thing I, yeah. I said. Yeah, and uh, which of course was good advice. And honestly, I'm reasonably confident that the way that this happened is that. Uh, have you ever been on Have I Been Pwned? No. There's a website called Have I Been Pwned. It's uh, just that Have I uh, Have I P W N E D dot com. And, uh, you can go there and it basically what it does is it creates a database of all the, uh, different, uh, leaks and hacks and, 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 you know, info dumps and stuff like that come out of companies. So like when a, um, say Equifax gets breached and all that da- data is leaked out, uh, the people that have been pwned go find that data. And if your account is one of the ones that's been leaked, you get stuck in their database. And so you can go to have I been pwned, put in your email address and it says, uh, yeah, fucker, you've got accounts at these three places and, uh, it's definitely been leaked. So I have been pwned, unfortunately, uh, through multiple breaches. Uh, and I suspect that because my Blizzard account, you know, which was not exactly the crown jewel in sort of importance in my life, don't get me wrong, I didn't want to lose it. Um, but it, it is one of the places where it just 
plain old dumb shitty password policy like i, I was using the same password at the, the, this particular account that i use in a couple of other places as well because i'm lazy um and so here's the consequence yeah. fortunately like i said uh blizzard was able to restore fairly quickly and again it wouldn't have been the end of the world for me because the only thing that's really attached to my battle.net account is um overwatch um so i'd have lost access to that game but um i'm not even it's not again it's not like i'm a competitive overwatch player with hundreds of hours logged and and i would lose you know so much progress but uh my my, my battle.net account is actually one of the few accounts that i have where i, I do use a, a totally unique password from anything else yeah um so a while back um I kind of adopted uh, uh, this basic policy, which is um, so for LastPass, I use LastPass. Um, you can generate secure passwords fairly simply. Um, so there's basically two occasions where I don't use LastPass in the generate uh, secure option. One is if I legit just don't give a fuck. Like if I'm signing up for like some Petco rewards card or some shit like that, it's just going to be pretty much my quote unquote default password that I use everywhere. Because I, I really just don't give a shit. Like I mean, if, if you steal, steal my five dollar fucking rebate coupon, whatever, I, I have, you need it more than I do. I don't know who you think I am, but I have a particular set of skills. Um, yeah, yeah, I'll come for you, bitch. Uh, so no, um, so for that, and for some reason, when I signed up for Battle.net, probably because I was in a hurry and I did it a long time ago. I think I signed up for Battle.net quite a while ago, at least in its most recent incarnation. I've signed up for Battle.net many times over the years, um, going back to the early, early days of Battle.net. Warcraft two. Battle chest edition. Fucking remember the passwords yeah. for any of that shit. Um, so in the most recent incarnation, I was just like, ah, whatever. And I punched in my use, use password. So I think that's probably what got me hacked is that I, I got pwned on another site and, and through that dump, people had that password. And then just like, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming there's probably some script kitty somewhere that just spams some fucking server that sends it out. Yeah. So hacked on Battle.net. I, world over i um i've had a battle.net account for a long ass time i did actually stop using the mobile authenticator for a while because i wasn't really playing well all that much um and then like literally like within a week of me starting it again i still hadn't set up the authenticator and uh and it was fucking trippy because i logged into my account yeah and i could see somebody actively like taking my shit wow like I logged in and like one of my one of my main characters that I had on one server was just like stripped bare naked like no. <laughs> damn and I'm like that's weird that they wouldn't lock me out of my account before they do this shit but I guess you know they thought they were being they just, crafty they just want the gear doesn't matter yeah and so I I called Blizz support um opened a ticket with them they had my shit back uh really really fucking quick i set up the authenticator changed my passwords all that good stuff honestly i i think um first off you can get hacked on any platforms but you know what i don't really worry about my fucking uplay account um uh, my ubisoft uplay account or something like that i just don't think that uh it's quite on the same level i think nobody I cares think, about your assassin's creed cred no i think people uh are i think like that ubisoft different... account thing is fucking stupid anyway oh god i hated that when they first started doing that um i still hate it but uh same thing with origin can't fucking stand origin even though i i, I do concede it is a much better client than steam um yeah steam's uh, just so universal at this point yeah see the steam is like um it's kind of like shopping at Walmart. Like, you know, you're going to get a good price. And if you're going to buy a major name brand, anything, um, it's pretty much the same fucking thing you're going to get at whatever yeah. other store. Um, so it's fine, but you got to go through Walmart to get it. Um, and so that's kind of how I feel like wading through steam sometimes is that the client is basically hot garbage and that they still use, like, it's so outdated at this point to, it, it should be embarrassing to them. And I hope it is. Um, whereas comparatively, it, origin is pretty good um pretty snappy pretty modern uh at least it, it felt modern especially in comparison to steam the problem there is like uh i feel like i'm i'm shopping at like uh the north face or something like that which seems solely to be a store designed to rip off yuppies from their money speaking of steam yeah i have some advice for people 
Okay. So uh, last week, the Final Fantasy franchise, uh, they they were on sale. It was. Uh, I think we mentioned that. Square and then we were Enix, like, yeah, right? yeah, you're probably going to get fucked because this is going to come out and you're not going to get it. So I I picked up uh, Final Fantasy VIII and uh, the Ten and Ten Two Remaster HD Remaster. Nice. Have not played Ten and Ten Two HD Remaster yet because um, I'm not going to lie. Final Fantasy VIII Seven has the biggest following, but Eight out of that like Seven, Eight, and Nine that came out for uh, the PS One, like Eight is probably my favorite. Is it PS One? Holy shit, yeah. dude! I thought it was PS Two. No, Ten reason. Ten That's was the 10? first Final Fantasy game for PS Two. God damn. Um, so I've been playing through Eight. Here's the thing, though. I don't like, I, I don't need to listen to the battle sounds or the music and whatnot. And, and I like to have something on my other monitor to watch while I'm playing and shit. Yeah. Cause role playing game is not like I'm, I'm like constantly having to like run away from shit and yeah, it's and look not what super, super active. You can kind of yeah. sit there on a dialogue box as long yeah. as you want, probably. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, unless are I'm, they still in the active combat thing or, um, but even that is like, dude, I don't even know cause I haven't played a Final Fantasy, like a new Final Fantasy. The last game in time I played time. Final Fantasy, like you just, you could sit on a combat, like, cause it was basically like choose your attack or whatever. So you could sit on that dialogue for like as long as you wanted. No, active combat system is, is definitely a thing. Uh, on Final Fantasy eight, like seven, eight, nine, ten, I think. Um, you, if if you don't select something, it th- shit will kill you. See, I but. never really got super into Final Fantasy games because I just do not like that style of game. Like, um, it to me felt a very, very much like a board game, like a digital board game. Um, which if you're into that, go for it. Um, if that's your jam, I, I can't blame you. You probably like I the active heard- combat system a little better. I'd have to check it out. I haven't played anything, I think, since uh, 7. Um, 7 was active. Really? Well, unless... Well, so, okay. Uh, a lot I mean, of those... it's a all lot turn-based. Those, like, is, I, just, is, I don't really like turn-based combat. It is and, turn-based, but the thing is, is is um, sometimes people turn that shit off for whatever reason, because, like, maybe they were used to playing, like, Final Fantasy 1 and 2 and whatnot, and that's uh-huh. just not what they were used to, so they turned it off. I never did. I always just played it the way it came out of the box, and... It it is turn based, but like if you if you walk up to like if you get attacked by a creature or whatnot, like and it's asking you to tell this character what to do and you don't do it, like that thing is is gonna do keep something. attacking you and shit. Yeah. So um it's it's not it's not so turn based that like you can literally just well I'm just not gonna fight you and we'll have a staring contest for the next thirty minutes. Yeah, I can't. That's probably me just misremembering then because it's been a long fucking time since I played Final Fantasy game. But um, anyway, but so so here's where my advice comes in though, right? You cannot. You can turn down the sound effects in the game, yeah. Through like the the in game menu and shit. Mm-hmm. It's got a launcher though, and the launcher has no sound options. You can't turn down like the main sound or the music sound or anything like that. You can't do it. You literally have to open the client and then click on your right click on your um, on your volume control on your PC. Yeah. Open the mixer and then turn it down from there. Like it'll say Final Fantasy. Like it'll have like the different little icons for things that are open. Oh yeah. Okay. So it took me Which like is a actually a nice. Uh, that's a nice standard Windows feature you can use for basically any it, different it app that plays volume. Took me a week to figure that shit out, guys, and I'm just trying to save you a little bit of trouble. If if this is something that's been plaguing you, that's how you do it. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I guess there are mods that you can install that'll allow you to do it too. But like this is, it's easier to just right click the fucking sound icon. Yeah, we need we need that. Maybe that we should make that a segment on the show. Like helpful tips from Matt's Technology Corner, guys. With beer, I barely. I'm an IT guy. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'd like to introduce you to this thing and change my life. Um, so if you want to, you say you got a piece of text and you want to put it in a different window, 
You just you type it all out. <laughs> you, you, just, you put the window by that side, and you to put the other one on that side, and then that way you could see the text you want to copy. Uh, no, that wouldn't work. Um, that wouldn't work. Uh, so anyway, um, yeah, that's a good tip though. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think there's a lot of Windows features like that that people just don't know they can do. It, like I always, every time I stumble across the the mixer in Windows, I I've forgotten about it for whatever reason, and it's usually something like that. It's just like, oh, god damn, if I could just make this thing, you know, like. I think uh, the last time I actively used the mixer feature in Windows was when I was still running Windows Seven. Yeah, some of my honestly, I think some of my older, some of my older rips and shit like that, like the volume is wrong. Uh, so a lot of the times it's like to get to here, the the thing that I want to watch, I have to turn the volume way the fuck up, and then every time I like click in a a, a different tab, it's like bong, you know, and yeah. you can hear it from across well, the room. And that's the thing with Final Fantasy VIII. Like I don't know what the deal is, but like the music is really, really fucking intrusive. So yeah, I don't know. I, I think that's kind of part of the like Final Fantasy it's, aesthetic. It's twenty percent well. louder than anything else that I'm running on my system right now. So. Yeah. So yeah, good tip. But there's a lot of shit like that in Windows that I think people just don't remember because weird little tips you, and tricks you never that, yeah. run into it. Like I, I, I like, just like I text if you're, if you're projecting to like a, a big screen or a, or an actual projector or whatnot. Yeah. Uh, Windows plus P. That'll bring up a sidebar, and you choose. Dude, the Win key. Um, honestly, the Win key usually wasn't good for much. In fact, the only thing I really used the Windows key for in Win Seven was the Run command, uh, mm-hmm. of course, Win R, uh, the Minimize command, uh, Win uh, M, but duh, and, and the actual Windows Start menu functionality itself. But in Windows Ten, especially, that Windows key can do a fucking lot. Like one of my favorite thing now, honestly, is Win X, which uh, brings up basically like. I'll, I, I want to kind of call it the administrator panel, but that's not entirely fair, but it's a quick way to get into device manager, run a command prompt, get to the control panel, yeah. go to settings, uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Microsoft uh, kind of took what Mac did with the open Apple key a long time ago and <laughs> decided to, to do something of that nature, uh, which mean? is a nice change. So, well, like old school Mac OS, oh, uh, okay. like old, old Macs, like they had the little open Apple, which was the command key, but everybody just said yeah, it's yeah, open, yeah. open Apple. Um, and like they kind of... No, it's, it's, in, in in the Mac world, you just call that the command key. Yeah, and it's weird because there used to be a command key on your keyboard. Yeah, on on a on a Windows PC. Now it's not there. Now you got the little Windows button. It's see, I don't know. I, I don't remember what I remember because like um my favorite and I I curse myself for not having like uh somehow gotten this willed to me, but um we used uh it, my my uncle had a Model M keyboard mm-hmm. um which if you're a keyboard nerd model m is one of the sort of holy grails in, in terms of like great keyboards um and that keyboard i don't believe had anything it just had control all uh and nothing in between and so lots of keys like that pre windows key were just basically the featureless in between no windows yeah. key and of course no menu key i still don't know what the deal with this is with the fucking menu key i can't ever name a time in my life where i've hit the menu key on purpose you're talking that one yeah, it's so between key, so that one actually does these. Oh, okay. So they changed it on a lot of keyboards, yeah. especially in the early two thousands. Um, between the right Alt and Control key, you would find the Menu key, which was basically the equivalent of a right click. And I just never, never once, because like that's great, except for you have to have the mouse where you want it to be in order to want to use that functionality. So why wouldn't you just use your fucking fat fingers that are already on the mouse and press the right click key? Right. So, uh, yeah, bit of a weird thing, but yeah, the win windows key it, you should experiment with in windows 10 because it does a lot of shit now and it's pretty rad. Uh, another thing, I think this has been the same way since win seven, but it, if you have icons on your taskbar, um, so whatever the first icon on your thing is hit win windows key one, 
and that pops up in that app and then Windows Key 2 and so on. Um, so that's another thing I use all the time. And then, of course, the um, one thing I do actually kind of like is window snapping in Windows 10. So if you hit the Windows key and then the left or right arrow or up or down arrow, that'll usually move your window around in a way that makes logical sense. So yeah. left arrow moves it, you know, either it snaps it to the left side or whatever. It's, yeah, it's I will nice. warn you if you're using um, uh, a desktop app uh, like I've got. Display Fusion. That's okay. the one I'm using. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, so that's what I used to. If, and if Display Fusion is a fucking godsend. Like, if you've got more than one monitor, you need Display Fusion. No, it's it's absolutely fucking amazing. But it does, like, if you're used to using your Windows key to snap uh, a specific way, Display Fusion does kind of interfere with that. Yeah, you, you can do, change it. Uh, yeah, no, it's, you, it's you have to go so into a nice. menu, though, and, and, and tell it to recognize Windows commands over Display Fusion commands and stuff like that. Yeah, but, but get that, because Display Fusion's awesome. Yeah. Um, and if, if you don't think it's affordable, because it's like, I think it's 30 some odd dollars. Um, it is, but you can find it on sale a lot. Like, that's how I got it. I got it on a Steam if, sale. If you're, Honestly, a Steam, Steam, if you're a Steam user, throw it in your wish list. They'll yeah. send you an email when it's on sale, and then you pick it up for like I think I got it like 15 bucks. Yeah. yeah. Um, but definitely one of the uh, things that you kind of just need if you have multiple monitors at all. And even even if not, there's a lot of nice functionality in that. Yeah. Uh, um, also, so also a point. Tech corner. Oh, I got one more. Oh, okay. It's a point of aggravation that I found out today when I was trying to watch Jessica Jones in 4K on my 4K monitor. Um, and I realized that I can't uh, because my shoddy PC only has a sixth generation i7 not a wow seven. what a piece of shit uh and in order to stream in 4k through netflix on the on the netflix app for windows you have to have the seventh gen okay and that's insane processor. to me that's it's insane fucking to me. nuts I, first off i i can't imagine making a video after this processor bound um uh number two it's it, it, really seventh yeah. gen i mean who who has a seventh gen uh, a processor right now you're you, it's not like your pc pc is like five years old like I think I, my wife has one it, <laughs> it, it wouldn't shock me if i couldn't stream it because my my processor is like fourth gen or something like yeah. that um so it wouldn't shock me if i couldn't stream 4k um because this isn't fourth gen either yours predates fourth gen just so you know yeah i was gonna say and that's not even right um but yeah it wouldn't surprise me if i couldn't stream it uh but it's crazy to me that like two years two year old equipment you cannot stream yeah it's 4k it's it's especially because again why why would that i I just can't imagine why you would make that processor bound like if anything uh most hardware these days has um uh encoders built into them and i would be very surprised if the uh intel didn't have encoders built into it that can handle 4k even and and what the fuck does it matter when i've secondarily use that big fucking beefy uh video card you yeah get in there to push I've, those pixels i've got baby. a kingpin fucking 980 yeah that is more than 4k capable like, like you why can play can't games just... in 4k why can't you stream yeah. fucking video in 4k yeah. yeah yeah tomb raider fucking rise of tomb raider 4K. you know what God actually beautiful you know what i wouldn't be surprised at all with is if that wasn't some universal windows uh platform bullshit it probably um, is because uh, that's one of the things that's frustrating for me. I alternate between the Plex uh, Windows Store app and the Plex Media Player app um, because um, the Plex Windows Store app is very limited in what it can do with the hardware. Is there um, a standalone Plex Media Player app? Yeah, there is. I don't have it. Yeah, I should get it. It. it um, the one thing I will say about it is that it's uh, not native. Like it's basically, I, I think it's kind of like um, an Electron app, and that that it's basically just a wrapper around a uh, probably a Chromium browser um, that just oh, runs right, the web interface. Um, but it does work very very well. Does um, it? Does it get temperamental and decide to just shut off like every other Windows app I've ever used? Though, like, no. <laughs> um do, do you mean like the uh like every app i've ever downloaded from the windows store like if it like it it's like 
oh, I, I don't know what to do. I'm off. Like, and just dies. No, no. That's another frustrating thing. With uh, video apps on the Windows Store, if you click off of it, a lot of the times it disappears. Or if you start playing another video or another sound, uh, another Windows 10 sound. Like, I hit a button on Spotify and my uh, Jessica Jones disappeared the other day. And I was like, well, what the fuck was that? Like, leave the window there. Like, yeah. I- I'm still watching that. I'll be back to yeah. it in just a fucking second. I didn't even tell you to stop. Nobody told you to go away. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, uh, it's weird. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, there, there is that positive side. Like, and, and just generally speaking, I just don't like Windows Store apps. No, they're they're pretty much. I shit. just I don't get um, it. Mac the the Mac App Store is the same way. Like, um, it's got stuff in it, but where possible, you just want to avoid it because yeah. the the apps that you're going to get are better, better, more capable most of the time. Uh, that that said, it does make both both app uh, Mac App Store and, and definitely the Windows Store. I looked into like development for the Windows Store, and it does make it a lot easier to shovel out bullshit. So there's that. Yeah. Um, All right, go ahead and jingle me out. All right, Matt's Tech Corner. We'll see you next week. I like how it's Matt's Tech Corner, and then like you usually like halfway through the conversation, you're like, "All right, this is really the meat and potatoes of it." Uh, anyway, I don't know. That just it came to my head. Now. All right, so let's talk about the guy that Monica broke up with because he wanted to be a universal a cage fighter, a cage fighter. Yeah, he wanted to be the UFC champion. Yep. Um, you guys might know him as the guy who directed Iron Man. Uh, or he's Iron done Man's, a couple of other small films. Iron Man's I think Johnny snappy Fabs, little security assistant. I, most recently, I think he uh, he did the live action Jungle Book. He did or do the Jungle Book? Like I don't know if that was most recently, but he did do that relatively yeah. recently. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's a jack of all trades. His name, of course, is John Favreau. Um, he is a pretty talented guy. Uh, J Favs, as, as Favs, we yeah. call him. Yeah, he, you know, when he drops by. Uh, it happens, friend of the show, Jay Favs. Um, he's going to be writing and directing, or producing, producing and writing a live action Star Wars television series. Uh, I believe it's not television series as much as it is Wait, going to be what? for the Disney streaming service. Well, I think that's what this so is going to be. It's a TV show. We're still going to call them TV shows, I, right? No, I, I guess maybe. Are we going to stru- call? Are we going to switch and be like it's a streaming internet program? I mean, isn't everything these days? It's a sip for short. We, we're going to call it a sip. I don't know. I, don't, something I think that I made sip's up taken. Now. Probably is. That's that's a, I think Telephone it's a talk technology. protocol. Yeah. yeah. We use that um, at work. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> that'd be really funny if they got all uppity about it. Um, actually, sir, that is the streaming. In, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Lucasfilm is excited to announce that Emmy-nominated producer and actor John Favreau has signed on to executive produce and write a live-action Star Wars series for Disney's new direct-to-consumer platform. Bam. Boom. Okay, so I'm kind of excited about this because it turns out, uh, let's say, 75% as good as Discovery. I'm fucking on board. Yeah. Um, the one shitty thing about this is that um, this seems to be the world we live in. If you want to watch all the shows you want to watch, just be prepared to pony up your wallet and subscribe to, like, 19 different streaming services. I got no problem stuffing money into the mouse's pockets right now i know the mouse, the mouse pretty much controls I everything i want to watch i want to hate them so bad because disney has a history of doing fucked up shit they're just a terrible company but they pro- they're, they're just producing gold like they're just they're producing hey, gold left they're and right. even hiring black people these days uh that's a good thing that's yeah. a good thing yeah did they just is that like a 2017 thing or uh well i mean when did force awakens came out we had we had fen 
right? That's true. So yeah, it, it's hard to hate Disney right now because, of course, uh, Disney uh, owns, of course, all the Disney stuff, including Pixar, which is fucking gold. They've got Marvel, which also basically producing nothing but hits right now. Um, they've got uh, Lucasfilm, um, ne- or you know, formerly the artist formerly known as Lucasfilm. It's uh, still Lucasfilm. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. they've got Lucasfilm, uh, and uh, they're pumping out Star Wars movies, and they've basically all been super solid too. So, um, and, and then there's so many things to like about those movies within movies like so uh for example the diversity angle which you mentioned um uh, as a joke i mean i know you were joking but um it is they they're, they're just producing more diverse films D- than a lot disney of other really did have a track record of doing some pretty fucked up shit uh for oh, a lot of years uh, yeah and for so, sure they're, they're a terrible company or they were at least in the past i they're kind of like china um in that like yeah, they spewed out probably more pollution into the environment than any other country on the face of the planet. But then, like, I mean, Disney is one of the main sources for just how fucked up patent law is in the United States. But so. but then, like, when it comes to to reality, like twenty twenty eighteen now, like the United States is pulling out of the Paris Accords for whatever reason, and then China's like, well, you know what? We're gonna double down on what we said we'd do in the Paris Accords and like clean up the environment. Yeah. So, um, and I'm not saying that china's good necessarily because i don't think that one really uh can, well it's the same thing i, I like i'm I always think that cautiously... one can make themselves the lifetime president and and think that that's a good thing although i guess our president now thinks that that might be a good idea as well yeah we should uh, try one of those also we should try that someday just food for thought all the republicans that were super pissed off when obama got elected and and really were just insistent that he was going to change the law so he could become like a universal dictator forever uh your guy's the only one that said anything about that so far just just throwing that out there yeah yeah that's a log on the fire isn't it um so yeah um yeah i i i have a hard time trusting disney because they they do have a history of doing some absolute bullshit and i I don't think anytime soon they're gonna be like you know what maybe we got this patent thing wrong um maybe we should let that go uh and they're probably not gonna do that yeah and and start lobbying for like saying or patent laws in, in the united states but uh, they they're definitely pu- pumping out the hits, man. Uh, just left and right. Uh, all the favorite nerdy, all of my favorite nerdy shit right now coming out of Disney is just fantastic. And so I have high hopes for this because number one, I, do too. I think everybody knows the stakes for streaming services these days. You cannot have a mediocre sort of meh kind of thing that's going to sell your platform. Um, and so everybody's just like looking for these like very original creative ways to do either existing properties or more often adapting new properties um which is, is super great okay. so i got a message for bob Iger. i'm sure he's listening I'm, I'm sure he is this is this is and and one of our listeners uh ben he, he will agree with me on this entirely one of the things that i look for in a streaming service though is how easy your service is to navigate uh so right now i, I think- understand that the the the, the 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 platform whether it's on a on a video game device or whether it's straight through your tv or a browser or whatever like you have to kind of have different interfaces for different devices i get that but if you're if your streaming service operates like hulu i'm probably gonna swear at it a lot and still continue to give money to you See, but and <laughs> and you know what I, I'm, I'm even gonna push that back a little bit because um netflix I used to only like watching Netflix on my Apple TV because it was the one interface 
built for Apple TV. And whereas everything else, Netflix was basically the same app that I didn't like. Um, and they all got kind of updated on other platforms first. And then eventually Netflix did the same thing on the Apple TV. And now I just fucking hate Netflix's app everywhere. Um, yeah. Like, here's the thing that pisses me off. It's better than Hulu. Don't get me wrong. It is fucking better than Hulu. But that's because Hulu is the dog shit bar in the streaming service categories. This is, this is what pisses me off, uh, in terms of like Netflix. Like, I have to use the Windows app if I'm watching on my computer. Um, because the browser only streams in 720p. It's a bullshit too. Um, but the one redeeming quality about using the Netflix app for Windows is that instead of having to scroll through these weird random bars that it just decides that I need on my homepage, yeah, it's got a search box and I've got a keyboard, so I can just be like, I want to watch the Punisher. And yeah, then I go perfect. Um, but uh, that's Netflix. If if there's one big bitch I have about Netflix, it's that like depending on which device I'm on. Like, I have to be like, oh, on this device, I have to click down three times before I get to my list. Or I have to click up to get to my continue watching instead of it being the first thing that shows up, you know? See, that's the thing for me, too. So here's the thing. In any sane world, what would it, what it would be is, number one is continue watching. Because 99% of the time when I'm getting into Netflix, that's what I want. I want to watch the last fucking show I was watching. I want to watch more of that. Give yeah. me that, please, first. Second thing I want to do is watch shit I've explicitly pointed out to Netflix and said, I want to watch this. It's on my thing. I, I, I clicked a button that said, put it on a list because I want to watch it. And then the third thing I want is probably maybe suggestions. And yeah. when I say suggestions, I mean, don't, don't, don't bullshit me, Netflix. Don't bullshit me. We both know, we both know some of the shit you're su- uh, uh, suggesting from your own platform. Some of those stuff with the little Netflix icon in the corner is shit I don't care about. Like, I don't yeah. want to watch your My Little Pony revival. We both know I don't. Look at my streaming history. You ever see yeah, anything like My Little thing, Pony in there? The thing. My no, kids, get my the fuck kids out got here. a hold of my Netflix account, so it see, really does think I want to watch My Little Pony sometimes. Yeah, and I get that too, because like, th- sometimes I see kids stuff show up, but it, when it's like, um, yet netflix you know i don't want to watch that like you you know just because it's not your thing like i've never watched comedy on netflix like i think one time i watched Chappelle show or uh, the Chappelle special and that's the extent of stand-up i've ever watched on netflix you really should watch the dana carvey one that's on there and then now i i get all these like i get uh, all these uh um suggestions not even and even before that i get all these suggestions for netflix comedy specials and it's like i've never ever watched one of these uh, um and I almost don't even watch comedy the, on Netflix. So what the fuck you doing? algorithm is really weird because like I can watch something and if I go in and if I don't like it and I go in and like I rate it one star, like I still get like a whole shitload of because you watch this. Oh, I know. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I watched that and I hated it and I want that time back. Please don't. I don't want to watch yeah. more like that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, but they're, they're sort of uh, conniving too because one of the things that I, that I uh, read the other day, well, a couple months ago, was something along the lines of Netflix will, uh, its algorithm will show different pictures based on who it's catering to. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the quote unquote album art, uh, the video art um, in the, the thing, it shows to you based on what it thinks you will like. Um, so there's a lot of ways that that plays about. But like if you're, uh, let's just say you're looking at Terminator. Um, some of you might want to see a badass, you know, half cyborg, uh, a Terminator. Others of you may want to see the human side with, you know, uh, T, T, uh, uh, Arnold Holden, you know, little, uh, John Connor's hand or something like that. Um, some of you might want to see a badass female protagonist. So you get a picture of Sarah, uh, you know, that kind of shit. So Netflix is, uh, pretty conniving when it comes to that type of thing. And so that, you know, that's the thing, like, 
I, I, with all of this stuff these days, like it's, it, I'm gone are the days for me that I do that I quote unquote channel surf. There's almost no time when I just scroll around Netflix aimlessly. It's 99 percent of the time, like please just I want to watch this one fucking thing. Please that's, make it as easy as possible. That's for really me. why I like making my own digital copies of things that I own because then I throw it in Plex and I can choose. Yeah, the you know what I can art. do in Plex. It, it, they, they make it very simple. There's a browse tab, which will yeah. show you all the like algorithmically generated bullshit based yep. on whatever. And then there's just like a show me a list of shit. And, and, yeah. and almost all my time I spend and in I that can, app is show me a list of shit. I can create playlists for things that I yep. want to watch in specific order. And I. Oh, like, I'm going to have to do an MCU playlist. Why have I not already done that? I oh, know. I've got one. Huh. 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 That's yeah. rough. Um, okay. Anyway. All right. Are we done uh, ranting about yeah, streaming services? So Johnny, Fa- oh, John yeah. Favreau, J Favs, our friend J Favs is going to be producing. That, a that live was my action. big advice for Disney, though, is make your fucking user interface fucking user friendly. See, I've got like no hope. I've got no hope for a good streaming user. Uh, interface. I'll loan you my fucking 14 year old daughter and you can have her test shit and say, OK, this works. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I, I, I do have no hope for that, but I, I do think that I guess the more meaningful discussion around this is, um, if this, this could be very, very good. Um, obviously it speaks well, I think to Disney that they're bringing on, uh, JFAVs to do this because, um, that's a big name to bring on to oh, yeah. a fairly, yeah, yeah. uh, experimental sort of thing. And who um, doesn't like JFAVs? Come on. I mean, he's JFAVs. Um, uh, we're just going to keep saying that. Um, so it, it speaks well to them. I think that they're putting some seriousness with it and some intentionality behind making a good thing. And it's not just like, okay, fine. We'll have our own streaming service and what the fuck ever. We'll put some of the Disney vault up there and it'll change every month and you dicks can like it. Uh, they're actually doing something I think that may actually work out fairly well and, and consumers may want based on its merit alone. Um, right. so that's, that's sort of the new Disney era that, you know, I, I just, I always wait for the other shoe to drop, whether they're, they're going to do something incredibly stupid or benign or or, or inane, not benign, um, uh, uh, like that type of thing where it's just like, yeah, um, the Disney streaming service is great. It is just uh, twenty six ninety nine a month. And for the privilege, um, you will get to watch a select uh, three Disney films uh, that we will rotate out of our vault. And that, of course, starts with a uh, classic hit, uh, The Phantom Menace, followed up with um, some weird fucking movie we made in the 80s that nobody remembers. And uh, finally, um, we'll show you uh, the not the Little Mermaid 2. Not one. Not one. Two. That always that always really chapped my ass when Netflix would have, like, the sequel to that a movie. Nobody fucking cares but, about. But not the original. Yeah. 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 Um, and so... And yes, I did use the expression, chap my ass, because... Th- that's a good not? expression. It, it, it is good. Um... So, yeah, John Fav's uh, going to do the thing, and we're excited about it, I think. Uh, cautiously optimistic, I should say. Um, that's the other thing. Nobody, nobody, nobody straight hits all the time, um, so it doesn't necessarily have to be perfect or even be great for me, but I do think it's probably going to be pretty good, and I think I'm probably going to like it. I think, it, above all else, John Favreau is a fan of entertaining medium. He is, you know, so. and he, I think he gets the, um, I think he gets it basically, which is kind of a hard thing to say. I mean, there are directors that make mistakes in films all the time, but I think Jonathan Favreau, I think is, uh, John Favreau rather. And now just, you know, we got all formal there for a second. Jonathan Favreau. Um, I think he, um, can produce quality. Yeah. It's, um, Hardwick. Hardwick was, uh, interviewing Mark Hamill one time and he talked about Mark Hamill being like the perfect choice for Luke. 
Yeah. Uh, because Mark Hamill was going to be the guy that was standing in line to watch Star Wars no matter what anyway. So it was, he was a good, a good find for that. And I feel the same way about Favreau in terms of some of the projects he's, he's working on because like I, I have a feeling this guy's going to buy a ticket and go see it or, you know, he's, he's going to subscribe to the Disney streaming service to watch the Star Wars thing anyway. So you might as well like let him be a part of it. Yeah. He's, he's got a ton of good stuff. Um, in basically every aspect of movie making and you know uh, uh um at film production um he is of course a hell of a producer he's acted in lots of things he's gonna be in solo a star wars story uh he was in the animated something or other that i've already forgotten where did it go the clone wars um he is of course a writer as well i'm scrolling to those credits in the imdb app which kind of sucks just in case anybody was wondering on the ipad imdb app on the ipad sucks no i don't want a fucking account leave me the fuck alone i i'm never going to sign up for an account leave me the fuck alone all i want to do is answer my fucking movie questions i don't need anything else from this um producer in the live action lion king coming in 2019 uh producer for infinity war um, a young Sheldon. I don't know that I'd necessarily want to put that big on my resume. Whatever. Oh, the Orville. Young, young he's Sheldon. A, he's a producer on the Orville. Young Sheldon is actually one of the like runaway hits of of TV sitcoms right this year. Yeah, yeah, it's it's huge. God damn, I cannot. I haven't watched it. The but. things it it, it we, you know we 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 just we're getting it's, ever closer to the like uh the out my balls. Yeah, it's probably it's probably good. Um, here's here's the deal. Uh, that's not the only Disney. Slash other properties oh, that they own. News. Bunch of good. Um, see, this is what I was wondering. I wondered what his like background in TV is. Obviously, I know he was um, uh, uh, Monica's boyfriend, um, but he also has directed, of course, Young Sheldon, The Orville, The Jungle Book. Um, well, we already talked about that. Uh, Chef. Um, no, where does the TV stuff? The Office. Um, he directed Revolution again. I probably put that on the bottom of my whatever's well you know imdb is is uh organized it, it, by year right yeah i do <laughs> uh, i'm just saying uh, that that's just a that's just a, a subtle dig at the quality of of that particular show man was that a dumb fucking show um elf elf i really love the movie elf by the way that is that is one of the few modern christmas movies that has made it into my uh christmas movie pantheon which we must watch every every year you know uh i watched uh daddy's home too the other day okay i got a lot of shit uh will ferrell uh marky mark one yeah i got a lot of shit uh i i laugh my fucking ass off i guess mel gibson actually won a razzie uh for uh worst supporting actor in that movie (laughs) um and i don't know if that's because he was actually that bad in the movie or if it's just because he's a fucking racist old cunt but i have a feeling those two things are probably a little bit congruous yeah yeah uh but i did laugh my fucking ass off for that movie so um if you just want to sit down and watch a stupid fucking comedy with will ferrell and and marky mark who that pair on screen like i can't not watch uh (laughs) starting with the other guys do you ever watch that one i did yeah the other guys is fucking amazing there Um, goes my hero and and then the rock dies yeah in fact i i uh put a um a uh Somebody posted an article about uh, about a guy firing his weapon at work uh, <laughs> in a very public place recently, mm-hmm. uh, and so I, I found a GIF of the uh, Will Ferrell doing the desk pop in the middle <laughs> of. <that. laughs> so good times, yeah. Um, all right, let's talk about Black Panther and how um, it's made a bajillion dollars now. 
They yes, um, the 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 I machine that the prints number that money came out today. The machine that prints money is basically. Um, it now maximum. says it now says the United States of Wakanda. Yeah, it does. Uh, it, 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 they've just switched it up. Um, money is all Wakanda now. Uh, unsurprisingly, um, this is not surprising. Did you know there's a very large contingent of people that did not know that Wakanda is a fictional African country? Oh, no. Not surprising in the slightest. Uh, not surprising. Geography, especially in the United States, is is nobody's strong suit. Like, I, I'm. I, it wouldn't surprise me if many people didn't know that Africa was a real place. Um, <laughs> which, uh, actually, well, a lot of people think it's a country, not an entire continent, which is weird. But you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So funny story. This is, this is just kind of a weird little thing in my family. Um, so every family's got these weird in jokes, I think. And this is one of ours. Um, so my wife decided that, uh, a way back in the day, like from the first part point of the first part of when we got, um, um, together, she decided that she didn't want to wish people would die. She did, however, wish that they would go to Africa where they definitely didn't have the immunities built up to survive, uh, uh, something, uh, that you could catch over there. Um, and so Africa just sort of became this like, uh, God, I wish they'd go to Africa. And then it sort of morphed into like, uh, where is anything, uh, at, in, especially when the kids asked us anything, where, where's that at? Where would it blah, blah, blah. We just, uh, you know, it's, it's in Africa. And so we started doing that. We'd done that long enough that, um, with Kellen, my youngest, he's four. He doesn't believe there is an Africa, um, even though he's a geographical savant. Yeah, he got he's got the state shit down. Like he's got that down pat. He knows he knows what the capitals are and all that kind of bullshit. Give the motherfucker um, a globe. Uh, we're gonna, but it's really funny because <laughs> like uh, we were. It, it, I think he's got it figured out now. This is it's been a while now since this. So anyway, yeah, my kid didn't know Africa was like a thing that existed. In fact, when we um told him a real fact about Africa, he's like, Africa's fake. And he, like he he was like, no, he, he was seriously calling bullshit. He's like, Africa's not real. And I was like, oh, no, it is. You took the wrong kid to Black Panther, I think. Yeah, I think so. I think <laughs> I think I should have taken him, and but that would have really fucked his shit up too. Because that's not a real country. Like, no, but son, Africa's real. And he's like, yeah, let's go to Wakanda. And I was like, no, no, no Wakanda. Why can't not- we just get silver made out, of, made out of vibranium? Like the garbage disposal won't even have a chance. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, so yeah, it it should be a surprise to absolutely nobody, given the cultural impact that Black Panther has had, that it would get made into a sequel, but especially given the fact that not only has it had a cultural impact, it has had a humongous fucking money truck impact at the old Marvel headquarters. Um, Yeah, they're going to do another one. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Uh, Did you also see that... that uh, they released a giant release schedule that goes up to like 2023 now, like uh, not necessarily nope. naming movies, but like they're like, yeah, we definitely have movies that are coming out in these years. I mean, it, I didn't see the release, but that doesn't again. That's that. That's almost not like a non news piece to me because, of course, they're gonna do well, a lot of uh, that's the thing is stuff. we know what some of them are. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Now we know that Black Panther two will probably be one of those. Oh yeah, in the 2020s. My suspicion though is that we're getting a Fantastic Four in there somewhere see um, i would like that i i think they're probably tentatively planning here's the thing everybody just assumes that the disney fox buyout is a done deal um and as far as disney and fox are concerned yes it is but as far as the uh legal aspects the regulatory commission still have not actually given us a verdict on it so we don't know that it's going to be a thing for sure but it makes a lot of sense if you're a studio and you're planning on on rebooting said property to at least Get it on the book. Yeah. And then, Um, and then if, if shit goes south, then you can always fill that in with fucking, uh, Captain Marvel 2 or whatever else, you know, you want to do at that time. So that's exciting. Uh, and actually, that wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. I think there's got to probably be a lot of stuff coming. If they do that deal, I think we're going to see a lot of 
shakeups in in that realm of things. Yeah, because yeah. there, you know, honestly, not all of the stuff that Fox has done with those properties is bad. Um, see, like X Men Two or Logan. Um, but there's a lot of big gaps in those properties as well. Um, that, yeah. that you know, the, the, and, there's a giant spidey size hole in a lot of the Wolverine and uh, um, a, a, a interactions. Ditto for Deadpool and things like that. I, so. I see. Here's the thing. Anytime we talk about big business deals like this and stuff, I always get really, really fucking leery about saying it's a done deal um, because I've been through a couple situations in my life that are that were a lock and a done deal. Um, the most recent, of course, was Hillary was going to be Donald. Oh, yeah, uh, that was president. a done deal. Yeah. Uh, and then before that, though, I actually worked at T-Mobile when AT&T attempted to purchase them uh, and. Uh, then I was no longer working for them, but you know, six months later, a year later, whatever it was, all of a sudden that was not a thing. Yeah. Uh, so, which was almost surprising to me that uh, one of our regulatory bodies actually did its fucking job. Um, yeah, but those were in the before times. Um, yeah. So who knows now that, now that, uh, somebody from a fucking cell phone company runs the goddamn internet. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we need that. I'm sure the Chairman Pai would say something along the lines of like, "We need, we need more big conglomerates. Um, that's the only way that America will prosper." Or some bullshit like that. So. Everybody should just sell to Comcast. Yeah, or guys, whatever. guys, just switch to Verizon. Yeah, we decided that there's traffic is going to be the only one that's going to be fast enough. Um, uh, all right. Uh, next, do you remember when GI Joe movies were a thing? Vaguely. I watched the first one. Don't really remember it. I think I might even watch the second one. Couldn't tell you a fucking thing or anybody in that I movie right now. I the second one, and I realized later on that the only reason I like the second one is because I actually own the international cut. Okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, and so there's some things in that movie that make more sense. Uh, but then I was just like, these movies made money. I think you see like there was a, this is the per, this is the period in the early 10s that uh I think was just literally like everything from the 80s let's reboot it we need a fucking battleship movie um we're going to make a movie out of a board game you know yeah, like everything we're still getting He-Man at some point which I'm actually looking forward okay, to Okay but... so yeah I'm down for He-Man like let, don't get me wrong we should some some of this stuff is going to be cool it, but it can't be worse than the first incarnation that we got on screen on the big yeah. screen of He-Man so like I'm down for whatever they do Yeah uh do you think Dolph Lundgren is going to come back? No <laughs> I mean, maybe, but he's probably just going to voice a uh, fucking Muppet or something. He should voice like, uh, what's the fucking cat's name? Um, Battle Cat. Yeah. Um, or, or he should only do the voice when he's, when he's Cringer. Yeah. Yeah. Cringer, Cringer, that Cringer. Badass. Um, uh, so GI Joe, I was looking up, uh, what was going on with the GI Joe franchise and it turns out fucking nothing. Like they, they had three on the books and then all of a sudden they said, no, we're going to reboot. And then we still don't have anything. And then I guess there's rumors, unsubstantiated rumors that maybe radar pictures is going to pick up the franchise and do something, uh, which actually wouldn't be a bad thing. Cause I was looking at radar and like everything they've done is kind of good. Huh. Uh, I watched uh, the new Jumanji the other night and oh, okay. I actually really enjoyed it. Oh, uh, I took Jack to the movie and yeah, it was pretty good. I was surprised because yeah. uh, I let him pick the movie and right. he decided he wanted to go see Jumanji and I, I went into that thinking, oh my God, this this is going to fucking suck and I'm like, I'm I'm stuck here for two goddamn hours and I can't even just leave because no, I can't was... just leave my kid in the theater and I can't ruin his life by, you know, taking him out of the movie. But no, it was really good. It was thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyable. Um, Jack Black was super fucking funny which i haven't said about jack black in a really long time yes um there there was actually a lot of a lot to like about the, the movie I the rock, solid action the rock solid trying pacing. to act like he's a geeky little nerd kid is hilarious <laughs> um that was that was a lot of fun uh jesus christ i got a fucking shit ton of messages too um 
what did, what was the other piece of it that I really enjoyed about that? Karen uh, Gillan, everything related to Karen Gillan. Karen Gillan was fucking amazing. Uh, trying to act awkward about her obviously really really sexy body. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> like was was super funny. Um, Seduce somebody. Jack Black uh, acting like he'd never seen a penis before was also amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Which I mean, who knows when the last time he saw his was? But still, I I was actually super surprised that they, um not surprised, but that was a, one of the sort of pleasant surprise in terms of like jokes that I didn't expect. Um, was everything related to that? Because uh, especially for this tone of movie, that was just pushing the envelope a little bit for what I thought they would do in it, and but yeah. that was all super funny. Yeah, no, I I enjoy it. Uh, Kevin Hart is kind of just Kevin Hart through most of the movie, but he's I I, I don't think that Kevin Hart plays any other character. Let's the, be, let's the face news, it. Like, the new of Kevin Hart still hasn't worn off on me yet, though. So like, I still I I'm a fan. Yeah, uh, he's okay. Uh, I'm not a super big fan of Kevin Hart. I think so far he's pretty one dimensional. But you know, there's not really um, pretty much everybody in this movie ha- is is really a, a fairly. I don't know. Maybe you can't say that at Karen Gillan just because she's not got the breadth uh, under her that many of the others have in terms of like acting credits. Um, but you know, The Rock is quite honestly. I like. I don't get he's huge a fan. lot better actor than I think anybody would have given. Him he's gotten for. a lot better. He, yeah, he's gotten a lot better as an actor, but he doesn't have a ton of range. Uh, same thing is uh, actually Jack Black. Honestly, is probably the 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 truest of uh, in terms of actors on the thing. And the only th- you know sort of sad thing about that is that Jack Black never gets to do like almost nobody casts him to be anything other than Jack Black in, in a movie. Um. Yeah, you know he was actually super good in King Kong. Yeah, that was one of the things I was thinking about in terms yeah. of like he's got more range than I think people yeah. give him credit for. So, um, oh, and this isn't in the show notes, and I don't know why. Uh, but uh, Kristen Wiig as Cheetah in the Wonder Woman sequel is a thing. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. At, at least that's what we're hearing. Uh, okay. I don't know. So I, I, I seriously love Kristen Wiig. I think so. Did you watch a different Ghostbusters than I did? Because I didn't think she was that great in it, and that's really my my only big experience with Kristen Wiig. So Ghostbusters, I thought, was not a good movie, but I also thought the amount of hate that it got was really kind no, of retarded. See, I did think it was a good movie, but for different reasons than what everybody else did. Uh, I uh, super, super fucking enjoyed... Um, Hemsworth. Hemsworth, mm. number one, and then um, what's her name from SNL that I fucking absolutely am in love with, and she's... Oh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Uh, and Kate she, McKinnon. Yeah, Kate yeah. McKinnon is She totally actually... bats for the other team, so I don't have a chance, but I, I still... I, I, I love her. <laughs> um, and then also the other the other gal from uh, SNL. Uh, Melissa McCarthy? Nope. No, because she's terrible. She only does SNL when she's being spicy. But uh, and, uh, it's it's uh, honestly that's the saddest thing about all the turnover in Trump's office is that we don't get more spicy impressions. I know. I hope they bring that one back. I know. Um, um, I'm I'll I'll miss Alec Baldwin on on SNL once Trump is gone. Uh, not not enough. Not I mean I will, but it'll it, it'd be, I, it's not worth keeping Trump in office to keep. No, nah, yeah, Baldwin it's yet. not a big trade. Um, I'll just put Alec, Alec Baldwin in the actual Oval Office. I think that'd probably be better than what we got. Alec but, Baldwin's Donald Trump in the Oval Office might be better than Donald Trump's Donald Trump in the Oval Office. Yeah, I think you're probably right. All right, so um, the uh, uh, the African American gal, I can't remember her name. Uh, oh, God damn She's it. fucking hilarious, though. I um, she yeah she is really good and I can't remember her either I'm gonna look her just up. because I don't watch enough SNL to remember her that's, and that's, that's my problem literally too. the only other thing I've seen her in is that it is. Ghostbusters 2016 it Leslie, is Jones. Leslie Jones yes yes she's 
fucking hilarious in that movie. Yeah, she's really good. Um, the things I was I that I thought fell flat for me for that movie were Kristen Wiig because I was like everybody was like, no, she's great, she's great, she's great. And then I watched this movie, and I'm like, she's um she's so mediocre. This is probably one of the w- weaker parts I've seen her play. Um, but yeah, she's well, a lot better. Like she's and, she's g- fantastic in Bridesmaids. Um, okay, but see, that's the thing is I don't watch those. <laughs> I, I I've only watched the the one the the, the bridesmaids. Um, um, but she's in a lot of stuff, and she's and just, in fairness, her her role in Ghostbusters was to play the straight man, so yeah. she didn't get to be as funny. Melissa McCarthy, of course, played Melissa McCarthy, as she does. That uh, she's you know what she is? She's girl Jack Black, or Steven Seagal. Steven Seagal, what the fuck, Steven Seagal? Because uh, that's he plays Steven Seagal. Well, no, I mean, but like. Melissa McCarthy is literally the female version of Jack Black. No, Jack Black, you just said could act. That's true. The, the <laughs> only, well, that's true. That is true. That is true. Okay, I, I take it. I take it slightly back, but I will say that I think that point still stands. So anyway, the 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 rumor is is that Kristen she's Wade like will the be girl Cheetah. version of that thing that Jack Black always does when Jack Black's doing Jack Black. That's that's Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, just the girl version. I uh, I. I saw some backlash about it because I, and then I saw some other people that were making comparisons to like, well, but nobody thought that, uh, um, oh God damn it. And Hathaway was going to be good as Catwoman and she was great. And then I was like, well, she was great. She was great. She was all right. And Hathaway was great. The way that the character was written wasn't great because Catwoman is not a fucking stone cold killer. Well, see, that's the other thing too. Like, like Anne Hathaway can act. Um, yeah. and so and she's not going to be, you know, particularly terrible in anything unless like the the script is absolute dog shit, and that's the thing. I just didn't think her her Catwoman's incarnation was not great. It didn't get a fair treatment. Is is the problem? I don't think that it was because of her. I think it was just because of the way the movie was written. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, but uh, no, uh, Kristen Wiig is Cheetah. I could actually see. I could too. I could too. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and again, uh, we'll have to see because I, 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 I think she's got a little bit experience. more. So. Yeah. She's she's definitely got a darker side, um, so that'll be interesting to see how that yeah. goes apart. But it, like her, especially her origin story, I could definitely see Kristen Wiig as sure. as Barbara uh, in the origin. I, I really like what I would like to see them do is kind of um, what they did with the um, early uh, issues of Wonder Woman from the uh, Rebirth. Yeah, that's, that. that's exactly like, what I was thinking about. Yeah, yeah. Right, for sure. Um, all right, I slipped this one in there. You didn't notice Dogma. I did notice, and I was going to ask. Uh, so, like, not that I disagree because I love that movie, but yeah. So, uh, I I was looking around on Amazon because I realized the other day that like all of my Kevin Smith movies that I have, except Yoga Hosers, um, are all on DVD. I Yoga Hosers was literally the only Blu-ray Kevin Smith movie that I own. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, I need to fix that because I love those movies. And so I I picked up Clerks uh, for six bucks on Amazon the other day, and I picked up uh, Mallrats for like less than six bucks on blu-ray on nice. amazon um and then i was looking for the rest of them and they're like between seven and ten dollars for the most part for them except dogma which is 65 dollars in some places wow goddamn um and then so but then i i did some research on it and i and, and i remember because the catholic league threw such a big fucking tissy fit about the movie uh when it was being released theatrically disney fucking disowned it and the weinsteins bought it like they own dogma okay outright um it had distribution uh for a while uh through uh lionsgate uh released it theatrically but they did not have a home video uh division so then sony uh distributed it after the fact 
uh, those deals are over and the Weinsteins just own it. And since the Weinsteins have kind of been blackballed, <laughs> I don't know that we'll ever actually get. That sucks because Dogma I mean, is a could really good movie. They could sell it. I mean, uh, first off, it, it's not the worst thing because before Harvey's legal defenses, they're, uh, um, let's face it. It's the modern day. If you really want to watch Dogma, you can, but yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of a shame if something like that happens because it is a really good movie. I think it's one of the, uh, Kevin's better movies. Yeah. I super like it, but that's because oh. I don't particularly hold any kind of religious beliefs at all. So well, I think even me- if you do, like, um, that's the kind of thing people who take themselves so seriously that they can't even enjoy a movie like that because the oh, movie sure. doesn't like, as much as it is a little bit of a lampoon of some elements of Catholicism and the mythology yeah. behind it, um, it's not straight up like I, I was probably more offensive right now in using the term mythology to describe it versus what Kevin does in the movie. Uh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Is um, Kevin still practicing Catholic? I know he definitely grew up Catholic. Kevin is my understanding is, is, I mean, he never has like officially been like, Hey, I don't, I don't believe any of this yeah. shit, but he does. I kind of refer to it like, uh, the other day he was talking about, um, having to explain Lazarus, uh, to Harley because she wasn't familiar with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Lather, Lazarus, of course, is, is, uh, one of Jesus' friends who he brought back from the dead. Word. Uh, and it's Lazarus Pit. Exactly. Uh, but she was unfamiliar with it. And then he, he thought that was just the weirdest thing because he was brought up that way. Yeah. Um, but then he made the comment that, uh, well, she wasn't raised with that hokum. Yeah. You know, so he referred to it as hokum. So, I mean, it's like, you know. Okay. So he's, he's definitely probably not going to mass every Sunday or anything. No, like I that. doubt, I doubt very much he's a churchgoer. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, 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 it's so weird to me that movies can, can cause people to be so up in arms. It, like to the point where like now this is one of my favorite films, uh, and I can't buy it because is it that part doesn't surprise me a whole lot because people are crazy um i just think you know especially for comedy movies and stuff like that like uh, you can't take yourself so seriously that nothing can be laughed at like especially when like when you stop and think about it all religion is a little bit hokey like if you can't laugh at it a little bit then like do you really truly you know like the is your belief so fragile that's that's i think what i'm getting at is your belief so fragile that that, that's all it takes to take it down the thing that amazes me about the modern day christian is that they can't look back at history and realize that every religion that is now considered mythology was at one point the predominant religion on the planet yeah more or less (laughs) you know what i mean so like man you know what i think if we didn't lose anybody over the gun debate last week definitely making fun of religion uh i'm not even even making fun of it i'm not making fun of it because so here's the thing i'm an atheist and i always have been but like my big thing is i am an atheist but i don't necessarily hold it against somebody else for not being that way like because for me i i there there are things that i hold true to the extent that it, like, I find it really fucking offensive if somebody's like, well, you know, that's total bullshit, right? And yeah. I don't mean like, of course, most of the things that I believe in are fucking science based and shit like that. Um, rather than faith, but like, I still like, if somebody is really that strongly willed about like, this is my faith and this is, this is how I live because it's what I believe. Like, it ain't up to me to tell them they're wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, it, Again, I, I I don't try to alienate people, but uh, dude, religion all over the world like becomes something else later on, and that usually is mythology because new beliefs are adopted and whatnot. And that's just that's just how mankind has existed forever. Yeah. So, 
All right, I think that's a good place to pause, and then you know <laughs> we, we're going to grab a refill. And this is this the this this piece of news just is exquisite. Like every part of it, I think is just wonderful. I'm feeling those lighters, y'all. Yeah, you know what that's from, right? Uh, yeah, it's the fucking song off of uh it's from the live version of the Stain fucking song. Yes, <laughs> uh, which was actually quite a bit better, uh, except for the part part where Fred Durst, where Fred has Durst to opens talk. his mouth fucking at all. Yeah, yeah, if they would have just stopped right there, it'd have been perfect. Okay, so we're um, we're back, and our main uh, goal here is gonna be to really, really just fucking bury Fred Durst. I, I mean, <laughs> I don't know how else. I don't know what else to do. Okay, so let me get this straight right off the bat. This 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 uh, headline is just fucking bananas. But I want it to work. Like both of these guys, I want to see a co- I want to see a comeback from both of these guys, and I want to walk out of this this uh, not the theater, but maybe the theater. If, if like the buzz around this is so positive that I get to go see it in the theater, like some shit has gone down. Uh, but okay, I'll just let's let's start with the headline. Limp Biscuits. Fred Durst is directing a thriller where John Travolta plays an insane stalker. All right, I'm gonna throw a poll out there right now. We can either talk about that, or we can talk about how. My underwear was just pinching my ball sack, and I had to get up and fix that. I don't know. I mean, it's not like we have to listen to, you know, Limp Bizkit right now. Uh, so it's not like <laughs> I can feel the pinch of your ball sack. So I think I think we should probably do the article in the notes. All right. Um, all right. Okay. So he uh, the, the, the uh, latest directorial effort is Moose, uh, which stars John Travolta in the lead role uh, of a movie lover who turns into a crazy stalker. Dude, he's just trying to fucking get out there before Kevin Smith does Moose Jaws. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, maybe. Um, it's written by Durst and Dave Bakerman. Beakerman, I don't fucking know. It is based on Durst's personal experience dealing with a stalker years ago. Travolta's titular character is obsessed with his favorite celebrity action hero, Devin Sawa. It's like this movie's made for teenagers. Holy shit, dude. Or, well, teenagers that were teenagers when I was a teenager. Right. Um, the, 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 Come on, man. y'all! Whoa. Um... Film is shooting in Alabama and is backed by a bunch of fucking people nobody's ever heard of, so whatever. Because um, Alabama was the only place that would accept Fred Durst as a director. Uh, third, well, no. This is actually his third directorial effort following The Education of Charlie Banks, Don't Recall, uh, and uh, The Long Shots. Oh, yeah. All, all fucking Oscar contenders, yeah. Uh... This 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 sentence to me right here is a pretty funny one though. There is certainly no shortage of amazing Fred Durst stories to tell, but this one in particular is unequivocally cinematic in how it plays out. I'm glad that a movie you'd go see at a cinema is cinematic because what the fuck else? That's yeah, like this this movie sure is a mm-hmm. collection of pictures which you will see at a high enough frame rate to believe that their motion is true. That's 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 kind of like the equivalent of Stone Cold when he was like, well, I mean, if you if your goal is to come into the WWF and not win the WWF championship, you're not doing it right. Yeah, basically. Like, if your goal is to make a movie, but you don't want to make a movie, uh, then I guess just don't make movies. Okay, so... Uh, you know, God damn it! I'm I said gonna, this. I said this before I we. I can't believe I'm. I can't believe I'm doing this. I'm looking Fred Durst up on IMDb because I, I want to know. I want to know what these movies. Because I. I don't know. I can't say that I'm necessarily going to go like see them. I'm going to throw up a Twitter poll. All right. Uh, after the show, um, I'm going to leave it up for a couple days, and the the poll is going to be this: somebody is slumming it, and we're not sure who. You have to choose. <laughs> is it Fred Durst or John Travolta? Okay. The Education of Charlie Banks got a 6.6 on IMDb, 50 on Metacritic or Metascore. Um, 
nine critic reviews. Um, so that's pretty weak ass. I oh, really nine wish, people saw a movie. Weird. I, I really wish, I really wish that, um, well, it's the Metascore critic review thingy, um, which is, you know, a paltry sum compared to, uh, Rotten Tomatoes, but they don't integrate with that because Amazon's uh, owns this or whatever. Um, the other movie he made was, um, well, he was the music department for Real Steel. Um, so that's cool. Uh, See, the, and who considers anything that he does music? I don't get it. Soundtrack. Skip the soundtrack shit. Um, where is the director? Actor. Director. The long shots. The long shots. Oh, God. Stars Ice Cube. Um... This true story of Jasmine Plummer, who at the age of 11 became the first female to play in Pop Warner football tournament in a 56-year history. 5.2 on IMDb, 52 Metascore. Um, so, okay, that that's not that is not actually embarrassing. That could be that could be just straight up dog shit. That is not straight up dog shit. And even this movie doesn't look like. Um, so the education of Charlie Banks, by the way, on Rotten Tomatoes got a. Uh, 47% critic review and a 45% audience score. And it stars Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought I mentioned that, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, so what's, what's the, uh, what's the other one? The long shots, the long shots, um, rotten tomatoes. Uh, the long. I mean, first off, whenever somebody says ice cube is going to be in a movie, that pretty much is my take my, that like, Oh, it's not for me then. Like, I haven't seen Ice Ice Cube in anything that I've I, I've like liked um, past um, fucking Boys in the Hood. I can't oh, and even, Friday, Friday. I can't, even, I can't even fucking find long shots on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, is has it released yet? Uh, yeah, because this is his third. Is it the long is, shots or is it just long shots? The long shots. Yeah, two thousand eight with Ice Cube. Two it's words. There. One word. Two words. Uh, so the and then long shots. Okay, is one word. so yeah, I can't find it on Rotten. Man, Tomatoes. this is from you know. It's uh, people ask me what I do, and I'm like, well, I'm a content creator. This is what I I, I create content for the internet um, in the form of a podcast. And people are like, well, that must be difficult, right? And I'm like, yeah, it's super fucking difficult. You know what we do is like we talk while Matt looks up shit on Rotten Tomatoes, and that's the content that we produce that people tune in for every week. Yeah. Uh, so did did you find it? No. God damn, it doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> Another quality content in the can. Um, um. Well, see, here's the thing. If Fred Durst was capable of producing better content than I could have found that content, and we could have produced our own content well, we around think. it. I don't know how Rotten Tomatoes picks his movies, uh, I, I, but um, yeah, it, it got it got it got a passable score on IMDb. Um, uh, Five point two is not certainly not good, um, but the, you know it is definitively. What was middle, the meta score on that one? Fifty four. Okay, shit like so that. it was fifty for the Education of Charlie Banks, and Rotten Tomatoes had it at forty seven. So you can't really go on that. Uh, I mean, it's decidedly middle of the road. It's not the worst thing you're ever going to see, but it's also entirely forgettable, which I don't know. um, Which which we were just talking about chocolate starfish. And also that record is entirely forgettable. I mean, it it, would see that how I'll go actually a little bit further and say it's bad. It's not forgettable. I can still remember parts of it because it is so rolling, rolling, rolling. That's terrible because it's fucking terrible. But but I hear that all the time because I still watch uh, vintage WWF content. And oh god, because the they were uh, they. Oh my fuck, god was rolling that song rolling, 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 rolling. Yep, that's oh, what they Jesus got. Jesus Christ, that was Jesus that was the, uh, the biker incarnation of of the Undertaker. Uh man, I would probably have to fast forward that every time. I can't because I'm usually working. 
God damn. Um, I'm sorry for all the brain cells that have been wasted no, on that I know, it's yeah. terrible. Uh, so, anyway, Fred Durst is I can't, directing I, I John I can't even Travolta. figure out what's worse, is when it was keep rolling, 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 or if it was American Badass by Kid Rock. Man, that's just a selection of bad mu- bad music. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. But at least that was before Kid Rock decided to go all, like, a fucking Southern whatever and just cover Skinner songs. songs. Future future Republican senator of Michigan. Are you sh- are you fucking serious right now? I only wish that was a sentence that didn't come out of my mouth. Okay, that's that's actually that's why that's more that's crazier than the fucking Fred Durst John Travolta big time Trump supporter. Oh God, Christ! Hitting the campaign trail, <sighs> talking about fags. Yep, that's that's our seriously. Oh yeah, Jesus Christ. Yep, that's Kid Rock. But that one line, is he the top dog or the pot god? The T-O-P to the D-O-G, yeah. or the P-O-T to the G-O-D. That was a fucking good line. Uh, Yeah, Um, with the ba, with the ba, the bang, 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 diddy. Yeah, okay, you're right. He's got some talent. <laughs> Let's see what he has to say. Um, He's He is the bull god. That's a good song, too, though. <laughs> Kid, Kid Rock's uh, first album is... is kind of half garbage but there's some good stuff on that yeah i don't know i just i i can't i Bull, can't even Bull sometimes God. with the with the with the politics it's i mean that that whole everything about that what we just talked about i would like to forget that we ever had that discussion is it can we do that i i, I only wish we could but i mean he, well, i mean he's I'm, currently campaigning for 2018 so at some point we're we're going to talk about this probably more is the sad have you, part. have you watched the Black Mirror thing? Have you watched Black Mirror? No, I have not. Okay. Well, they have this one episode where you can block somebody, and when you block them, it blocks them from your life. Like, you cannot see them. Uh, where they exist in, in reality is basically staticky, like uh, black and white So it's snow. like a, if Facebook was real life. Yeah, basically. I mean, that's that's only one part of this episode. There's many other things about it, but the premise is basically that you can block somebody utterly and completely so that, like, I cannot hear what you say. I cannot see you. I, do, I you know, uh, all of your shit, social media and all that kind of stuff is just, like, but completely blocked. You can't it see me. Like blah, Twilight blah. Zone for the 21st century. Yeah. Uh, Black Mirror. Uh, so, so if I block you, all you're going to see when you look at me or listen to me or uh, any likeness of me is um, static and mumblies and whatever. And so, like, I kind of want that for this. I want, I want to hit that block button and just never have that be a thing. I just want to not. I want to use it on myself though, so I just don't have to see anything related to Kid Rock or uh, his Trump support again. Speaking of Twilight Zone, um, did you know that Jordan Peele is thinking about? Yes, we doing that. Did it, we I talk think, about that? I, I think, think we, we I think it's literally in the show somewhere. Uh, is it? Do you, I do think we really it is. Talk about I think it? I'm pretty sure. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know if uh, Google Docs on the iPad has a not shitty. It's got to have a not shitty find and replace. That's close enough. Uh, peel. I'm gonna guess we don't have a ton of peel links. Peel. Uh, CBS All Access, not just for Star Trek anymore. Jordan oh, Peele's Twilight right. Zone gets cause... a green lit. That was episode yeah. 105. That was three fucking episodes ago. It was ago. three episodes ago. Well, to be fair, to <laughs> it, be fair, as often like as we record months, these days, yeah. that was like half a year ago. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, whatever. Uh, um, okay. We've got three more pieces of news I think we're going to cover, and then we're going to call it. Do another we're going to call the ball. We're going to do another show still. Yeah. Um, this so here the good thing is we don't have to watch the entire episode when we do the show. We're just gonna play a few clips and we're gonna talk about the show, and oh, then we're gonna man. be done. We'll see. Okay. So, 
No, we're uh, doing it. Nick this is, Offerman. This is your accountability fucking check right here. I'm, well, I don't, I, no, we're not having accountability today. Um, Nick Offerman joins <laughs> Amazon's Good Omens. Um, okay, so I gotta say, uh, off the bat. Does that I'm, mean he's gonna throw vegetarian bacon in the trash? I don't think it's gonna be, I don't think he's gonna be playing Ron Swanson playing, uh, another character in the show. Isn't that what he, Nick Offerman does? I don't know. I think that I think that may just be you conflating Ron Swanson with Nick no, Offerman, it, who uh, crossover in some uh, really good ways. No. Like the Offerman, Offerman's fucking hilarious. I love. Oh, that, but he is hilarious, and he is he's awesome. Megan Mullally too. So I mean, come on. Yeah, who, um, for an older broad, damn. <laughs> he's he's going to be in the cast of Amazon's Good Omens. Um, I'm excited because I'm looking forward. I think Nick Offerman's another one of those dudes that is impressive, not just for Ron Swanson. I think he's going to be one of those. Guys that can do a lot of shit, and so I'm excited to see what he's going to do in Good Omens. Uh, because, like I said, I'm a pretty big fan of Gaiman. Uh, although I, I must admit, I haven't read Good Omens. Um, I, I you know, I, I'm going to stick that in my to read list. I have read a lot of other Gaiman stuff, um, but I have not read this. So I am very, very excited for this adaptation, and I hope it works out very well. I just threw that in there because it's cool. Um, this next one, I think we got some talk about. Um, have you read Pullman's His Dark Materials trilogy or even The Golden Compass? No. Which is I, the first book of that series. I haven't. I did. I saw somewhere, I, and I think I read like a comic book adaptation of The Golden Compass, which I thought was actually really, really well done. Okay. Um, but I haven't actually read the the novelization um, of any of it. No, I mean, it's uh, novelization. The, it, the, the I haven't novel. read the okay. novel. Yeah. yeah. Just, um, for a second there, I was like, you, you don't think they made a book out of the shitty, uh, no, no, no. This is just me, book, uh, um, movie, halfway through my third beer when I don't really drink anymore. So, <laughs> okay. Gotcha. Um, uh, here's, here's my thing. Um, and, and so my, my push for this and my, my backing of this project stems entirely from the fact that, um, I want nothing but absolute success for Daphne Keene because of the amazing fucking job she did in Logan. So, yep. And that's the headline here. Logan star Daphne Keene will play Lyra, uh, Bella something. I can't remember her actual name. Um, but she'll play Lyra in BBC's adaption of the Golden Compass. Um, so this is exciting. Number one, because the BBC, um, so Philip Pullman is of course British. Uh, I think the BBC is going to want to do a good job with this. Uh, they're going to do the, uh, Belacqua. Um, it's a very hard, uh, name. Um, but they're going to be doing an eight part, um, series of this. So eight episodes to cover the, uh, um, the golden compass. I think that's fair. I think that's good and that'll work. And I think done well, this could work. The second thing I wanted to say about this is, holy fuck is Daphne Keene a good pick for this role like yeah. uh number one uh Daphne Keene at this point is it, it, like I kind of want to see her do anything and anything um but she is uh I think super super good for this role um uh, yeah and I will I will um actually comment on the BBC side of things too and just say that you know uh I I've not seen a lot of a ton of bad content come out of the BBC like especially like if you look at things like that are really popular here in the states like the office uh if you watch the bbc version it's just it's the golden standard like the there's so many shows that have been adapted um and done in the u.s like straight from bbc shows where the bbc shows are just that much better like and and don't get me wrong the american version of the office aside from one or two seasons that kind of fell off are are super good television but then it's just the actual original it's like a British different versions. thing honestly um, they, they are but like it i don't know some things aren't some things are just amazing 
Um, yeah, yeah. And, and then you'll get shows like Doctor Who and whatnot. And Doctor Who, uh, you, and you can say what you can about its their their visual effects because let's face it, they're shit a lot of the time. But the stories are so fucking well written and so well acted by the people that are doing the show. So that- the way I think about it is that like the BBC has it has within it the ability to be like a- HBO caliber in terms of like making sure. content. Uh, and I think when they decide to put their weight behind something, um, they can really produce some good stuff. That said, I think the BBC is a little bit more of a jack of all trades than an HBO is. And so some of the stuff they put out is definitely not for me or just, you know, generally not good. In- but English I think vast actors- majority wise, uh, th- there's a lot of stuff that the BBC does that just is great. Um, and I think this has the opportunity to be super, super good. English- Maybe that's just wishful thinking. But- English actors tend to, to actually take their job seriously a lot of the time. Like that's why you you have uh, people like uh, Patrick Stewart who are golden when it comes to. And before you know it, I've seen it all, <laughs> and, and and of course by then I've I've seen everything. Yeah, I don't know why my Patrick Stewart was a little too Connery there. Uh, maybe that's my third. I've beer. seen it all. Damn it, seen it. I've seen all. Uh, let's go play tennis. Um, I think you were doing older uh, Patrick Stewart, which yeah. was more along the lines of, of like, "Fuck off, Logan." <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> I've seen it all. Um, yeah. So. Uh, yeah, this this is just exciting because um, I think you, there's a lot of things going well for this. Um, and I think that they're uh, getting Daphne Keene to do it is a very good sign because I think Daphne Keene probably is not like uh, she can pick any project she wants and just do it type of thing. Because, you know, let's face it, she's still a child actress. Um, sure. But I think that they're, uh, th- she is now a proven child actress. What, here's the thing about Daphne Keene. Like, in, and the first thing I ever saw her in, of course, was Logan. And that's like that is not an easy role for a kid to play. Like no, that, I'm saying, the role like, that she that she played in Logan was absolutely she fucking easily easily could have made shit. or break, break um, made or broke that movie. Um, and so the, hap- the 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 good thing here is that she she sort of helped make the movie. Um, the, and, and that's hard to do because. Honestly, every, like, basically everybody in that was a standout. Um, Patrick Stewart, of course, uh, gave one of the best performances I think that I've, I've ever seen Patrick Stewart do. Jackman. That's, Jackman was on, on fucking fire in that thing. Uh, and Daphne Keene was a welcome, welcome addition. And that said, you know, of course she was mute for the first half of the movie, but when she did start actually getting some speaking lines, uh, it was, it was pretty clear that she could do more than just put on sort of like a mean face sort of thing. She can actually act. Um, and that's so rare in child actors, um, that that's, that's just kind of amazing. And so that they're getting her, I think is, it speaks well to it. That said too, um, having read the books and knowing kind of what kind of character Lyra is, I'm excited for that because I really think that's the type of thing Daphne can do. It's, it's, very, it's in her wheelhouse. Well. Yeah. All right, uh, and last piece of news for you th- this week. Uh, Delos Villeneuve. 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 I don't know fucking how to pronounce that. Is it Villeneuve? Villeneuve? I would say Villeneuve. I would say Villeneuve. Villeneuve. It's fucking French. Fucking Frenchies with their silent letters. Ah, yeah, Paris. Yeah, super good. I've actually have a friend who's in Paris right now, and he's been posting a shit ton of pictures on Facebook. Text him and be like, so Villeneuve? Villeneuve? No. Villeneuve? Villeneuve. No, the only comment I was going to make about that is like he's been posting a lot of pictures and like for some reason, like I've really been wanting to watch Highlander the series and I couldn't figure out why until the other day when I realized that like every season of that, like half of it was shot in Paris. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that that would be why, because I recognize a lot of this backdrop from a really shitty fucking 90s television show that I watched. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Um 
Anyway, uh, Dennis, Dennis, Dennis V, Mr. V. Villeneuve. I'm going to say Villeneuve. Villeneuve, I think, is probably right. I think it is probably a silent V, but whatever. I don't fucking know anything. Is planning at least two Dune films. Did you read Dune? Um, I read half of Dune, and I did it when I was 16. Okay, so so more than half my life thing ago, I would say is you should revisit that because Dune is good. There's a reason I, why I Dune saw gets the so movie. fucking much love. No, no, I did no, no. and I recognize I'll slap your bitch ass right now. No, we no, don't, fuck off because I I recognize that not, it's not that it's not a true adaptation. Okay. So I get it. Okay, <laughs> okay, but uh uh. Dune, Dune itself is one of I think there's a reason why it's a seminal work in science fiction, um, and it's because it's fucking amazing. I've heard I've seen props from Dune, not necessarily great things about the sequels to uh, the Dune books, um, uh, or the Dune book rather. Um, but Dune itself is I think masterful. Um, there's a lot of things that are just very very good about Dune. Um, if nothing else, just the simple quote: "Fear is the mind killer." Like the, the spice that whole. Flows. The, that whole thing, the spice flows, all of those things, uh, you know, of course the meme worthy stuff is great, uh, but the book itself is just fantastic. Um, so I, 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 um, the, th- that, that said, it's one of those books that, uh, I think basically everybody considers to be entirely unadaptable. Um, and so, but we have our hopes up because it is such a good work that you you want to see it done very very well, um, and so the the good news is uh, Mr. V here um, I think is one of the t- the types of directors that can do it very very well, and we'll take it super super seriously. So I am uh, very very happy about this. Um, notably because I don't even necessarily think that they're going to do a sequel. I think it may be a part one and two type of sitch, um, because uh, the 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 book itself is quite. Um, Quite a story. I, well, I think that's kind of where the original Dune film fell off because they did take a a, a, a pretty masterful work and try and do it in one oh, film. Oh man, dude! So. Oh man, it's this fucking guy, Dennis Villeneuve. Uh, what the fuck ever? Uh, he did Blade Runner twenty four. Did you watch Blade Runner twenty four nine yet? 20, yeah, I think I 40, finished it before nine? you did. Yeah, you did. That's right. I remember that now. Um, that was good. I, um, dude, that movie was fucking fantastic. And how about I could Arrival? do a whole show on that. Yeah, we should talk about that at some point. I, I can't believe we missed that. How about Arrival? Did you do Arrival? Uh, the new one? Yeah. The, well, I think it's... yeah. Well, there's the, the Arrival, the one, not, not the Charlie not the, Sheen movie. Not the Charlie Sheen movie. The one the, no, with, uh, I have not seen the The one with one. Lois and uh, fucking Hawkeye. No, I haven't seen it. Okay, that's good. You should watch that, too. That that I thought it was actually really, really surprisingly good. Um, and then he did some French shit, and I don't recognize any of this other stuff. <laughs> blah, 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 Frenchie. <laughs> yeah, basically. Okay, but anyway, that speaks, uh, Sicario, I've heard of, but I haven't watched. I've not watched Sicario either. Um, yeah. So, that's exciting, because honestly, uh, I was a real big fan. I really super liked, um, Blade Runner 2049. I thought it was really, really good. And, um, I also really, really liked Arrival and thought it was really, really good. And the good news is, is that those movies are both also in the line of types of things. Like, they're, they're a lot closer to, like, if you said J.J. Abrams was gonna do Dune, I'd be like, uh, no, no no don't do that and and the thing is i like i like jj jj's good and he sure. does like some amazing stuff yeah we're, we're definitely not, excited that he's doing episode nine but maybe not necessarily this property yeah but he's thing. not the type of director that i would put on a property like this conversely the type of director that can do a good blade runner 2040 20, uh 2049 
or an arrival of so- or something of along those lines. Like the Dune, Dune, I think is way closer to that type of thing. And that I liked both of those movies very well has me pretty optimistic about uh, what he can do for the uh, Dune, you know, supposed franchise that we're going to get uh, at some point eventually. Guys, uh, let's 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 throw this out there. Let's uh, let's say that maybe um, Bryce may be going to med school pretty soon, uh, and we may not have him around a ton uh in the in the future but let's say maybe before he goes uh we get him in and him and eddie and i do a round table on blade runner 2049 and he's seen it he likes it i don't know if he's seen it or not but well, uh, i just can fucking do it i definitely think we should do it anyway yeah okay cool <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, that is the show for this week. Um, if you like the show, if you didn't, if whatever, um, we are at whatever show on Twitter. Follow us uh, or and, you know, you can hate tweet us, whatever. Pa- yeah, any fine. publicity is good publicity, whatever. Uh, um, you can also send us shitty messages on uh, Facebook, facebook.com slash whatever show. You want to you want us to show your shit for money? Uh, that's uh sponsor. Sponsor. Just sponsor. One. Just the one sponsor. That's you, baby. At whatever.co, sponsor at whatever.co. Um, and of course, you can email us questions, uh, and that is questions at whatever.co. Uh, it doesn't have to be a question. It can be also a shitty email. We'll read it. That's fine. Yeah. Um, I do, you know, who doesn't love to read a good hate mail? But I mean, nobody emails anymore. So really, Twitter. If you, if you really want to get, yeah, get to us, Twitter. Yeah, just, um, just do, do the Twitter thing. And Facebook is gross. So I only go there mainly to administer this. I'm on Facebook now. more often than I am, uh, not sometimes but so like i i definitely turned off notifications on facebook and i definitely don't go there intentionally basically at all the only thing i leave on is i leave on and i and i'm at we're like a hair's breadth for me t- turning off the notifications from the pages manager which allows me to mess with the whatever show page because i'm getting so fucking tired of getting a notification that like people uh boosted posts similar to this like yeah and dude, like, that's fucking really, so annoying really people are paying money to uh, uh, boost a post that is a retweet of me uh, uh, telling or, or, uh, of of uh, Kevin Smith basically saying he's not dead. People really are boosting posts about. People are trying to get the word out on that. People are like, yeah, whatever. I'll throw ten bucks. These people need to know Kevin Smith's still alive. Like, um, I don't. <laughs> Dude, I've, I've listened to a couple podcasts that he's been on recently. Yeah. Uh, and and what I took from it more than anything else and this is entirely facetious but is that he really didn't want to fucking uh pull his underwear off uh for the guy to shave his groin before they went up there because <laughs> he's always talking about his little dick and like he's literally dying right and he's the guy's like, oh, trying to shave his dick yeah he's like no no what if i just pull my underwear off to the side <laughs> <laughs> uh okay that's a good way to end it guys yeah uh, we'll see you next week yep <laughs>